0: Welcome to the Spitball Sessions. (laughs) Prepare to enter the world of mechanics, the future of game creation, the evolution of design. With your two hosts, Josh Noyes and Luke Boulay, this is the dawning of the new age of remix.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Spitball Sessions, a gaming concept podcast with no apparent purpose. I'm Luke Belay, and I'll be your host for this session. I'm joined with my uh, friend and our resident editor and wrestling fanatic, Josh. How are things? Rainmaker
0: Pulse! Best wrestling theme of all time.
1: Okay. As an explanation of what we're trying to achieve here, this podcast exists as a mean to examine games and discuss their nuances. Mostly though it dissolves into nonsense, nonsense segwayed into nonsense. Segwayed you,
0: into fighting, segwayed into various punches.
1: Yes, see a uh, previous episode, i.e. the uh, award ceremonies, where we had to redo the second half because blood was shed and that was bad. Not just racing games, but futuristic racing games. Such as... Well, do you remember back in the day playing with me and playing that wonderful game Mega Race? No. You don't remember that? No. Nope. it might have been before your time.
0: I remember uh, Wipeout. Wipeout. That was a good Wipeout's game. good.
1: Yeah, that was uh, kind of like uh, hovering on rails. <laughs> Although Mario Kart uh, did that recently with their latest one. Mario Kart 8 has hover yes. zones.
0: It is not as good as Wipeout, though. No, not really. Or it's... Mario Kart is a great Mario Kart game. I think Wipeout is, very, is a different style of game.
1: Yeah, and there's some uh, some differences. Um, it, it, it
0: does not do hover racing as well as Wipeout does. That was all I was getting at. I wasn't no. saying Mario Kart is not as good That's as Wipeout. Um, I do remember Extreme G, though. I, I definitely remember the combat mode more than I remember. Oh,
1: the combat mode in Extreme G was fun. Well, it depends on which one you've got. Because I believe it was either the first or the second one for the 64. G2. I think it was 2. You're right. Had... Had a really good. Actually, I think the first two together both yep. had had the right idea in that you actually like the racing mode. You had high speed bikes, yep, and it was fast and crazy and fun. But then the combat mode, they actually put you in tanks, which was brilliant.
0: And it, it was, was it, it played a lot like uh, the Mario Kart balloon thing, actually. Yeah,
1: it was very <laughs> good, and you had all kinds of really cool, interesting um, uh, weapons to use. I still remember the rail gun, which was. Yep. Which was so contrary to what a real rail gun is, because it was a gun on a rail that always pointed to the nearest opponent. Yep. That thing was formidable.
0: It was. I will say, uh, I actually came across a copy of that when I was up in uh, Portland a couple months ago. really, Or a year ago. I almost bought it for Dave because I know he has a sixty-four, but it was thirty-seven dollars, and I was like, "That's a Ugh. little steep." Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of a classic, so it's when kind it's, of expensive. But
0: it's I I didn't realize that I figured most people had never heard of it because it was a fairly obscure game as I, as I understood it, but maybe not.
1: And then and then you had Extreme G three, which had the worst combat uh, uh, battle I don't even system. Remember three. Oh, it was pretty much like two. Okay. The major – they had, like, new tracks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like most Extreme Gs, the awesome thing about it was even with a 64, uh, the sense the of speed was incredible, oh, yeah. obviously. And this one was no difference. The problem was that in battle mode, instead of going to tanks, they made you drive the bikes.
0: Oh, that would be – oh, yes, I do remember that.
1: And, and it was literally, yep. you know, whatever the time limit was because you had to set a time limit or it would just go on forever. It was 20 minutes of running into walls.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I vaguely remember awful. that now. <clears throat> mm. They should have at least put on a ceiling thing. Um, so you have one other one other one here. Well, or, or I guess we should probably talk about the grand, granddaddy of them all. That one's copyrighted. Sorry. Uh, apologies to the Rose Bowl. Um, to the grandfather of them all, uh, F-Zero. Uh-huh. That's... I don't like F-Zero. Neither do I, actually. Okay, so. Funnily enough, I mean,
1: it is because it kind of, it, it sent, Set a precedent for the style of games.
0: Yeah, and it was an SNES game.
1: It was an SNES game, and it did some really but good things. It well. plays way
0: too much like *Cruise in USA*, which is another game I don't like very much.
1: In some ways, it's, it's yes, ba- it's basically in-
0: just a palette swap of, of *Cruise in*. No, it's not. Not I really.
1: Mean, I mean, maybe an older one that I haven't actually seen, but um, the major difference is *Cruise in USA* is linear. Right, and it, You steer by by changing your position on a track yep. that can do whatever it wants, and you'll actually stay in your lane-ish. Actually, no. When it tra- uh, the way it works is you're kind of like, technically speaking, you're on a horizontal bar, right, right. And you can move left and right on the bar, and if you're at the same point on the track. And in the same location as another car, you collide. Right. But technically speaking, that bar is moving along the track. Oh,
0: I thought, I thought, I thought, with, I thought the turns you had to do manually as well.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you hit a turn, you automatically start drifting towards the side of the bar.
0: Oh, and then you have to bring yourself back yeah. to the side. Now,
1: that bar that I'm talking about isn't something you actually see. It's just the way the game right. mechanically the, works.
0: So, basically, the middle of the road.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're the horizon line, essentially. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's it's the old style where where it gives the perception that you're moving because of the way the terrain yep. moves. F zero is different because you're actually f- driving on a flat plane that ah. rotates, and you move forward. Yeah, so it was all it's almost zero
0: or mode seven stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mode seven. Exactly. But but I,
0: I thought I thought driving was basically the same idea where you start mm-hmm. to push out towards the edges of the road and have to bring yourself back. I don't know. I just found that game really clunky it's, and hard to It's hard very to clunky,
1: very hard to maneuver. There's a lot of people that love it and it's the mm. type of game that uh, if you put a lot of time into it, you can get really good at. I believe that. Uh, but Much like a lot of those games. It's very, very challenging.
0: I mean, a lot like the original um, Star Fox, which was not great, but Star Fox 64 was great. I think mm. F-Zero is one of those where the SNES version was not particularly... But, well, but mean, it led to a lot of interesting things down the road.
1: It did. And unfortunately, I think part of the problem with F-Zero is the fact that um, it always accepted and got carried away with its own difficulty curve. Yes. It's oh, yeah. always it's been hard, brutally yeah. hard. Yep. So even with the, the 3D ones that came down the road, hitting yep. the walls was par for the course. Yep.
0: Totally. Uh, I will also say um, one that I like but do not. I only liked the PC version. I did not like the N64 version of Star was Wars Podracer. Mm. Because my computer could not handle Star Wars Podracer. And so it would drop, it would uh, drop, it would uh, slow down. So I was running a 60 FPS game at about 27 frames per second, which makes that game significantly easier. Yeah, I can see that.
1: (laughs) I love that game. I like it a lot. It was not as hard as even on on the 64. I found it brutally hard on the 64.
0: Like I, I would, loved it. I was constantly banging into walls.
1: Well, it depends on what, what pod you drive. If you played Anakin's pod, you're pretty consistently going to succeed. Some of the bigger that was the one ones. one I always played where I, I just
0: constantly was bouncing off walls. That's weird. Maybe, maybe, again, maybe it was just lack of practice or whatever. I don't know. But I I didn't play it all that much on the 64. I mostly played it on the PC. On the PC, I, I got pretty good at it eventually. So mm-hmm. maybe if I'd practiced it enough on the 64, I would have as well. I just remember the first couple races, just ping, basically just ping ponging the entire length of the the track now, which is
1: so strange. I think they might've been having some sort of problem with that game itself. Cause I don't remember it being that difficult. Bad. I remember bombing through. Maybe maybe it was a bad pad. It might've been. That's yeah. always a possibility.
0: Um, uh, the, I mean, the, there, there's an obvious choice winner for best, uh, racing game on the 64, but we're not going to talk about it today. But, Oh, which one is that? Uh, snowboard kids.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I, I didn't really think about the, the snowboarding
0: games. It's it's yeah Well it's, you it's said racing, racing game. So. It's a racing okay. game.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, there's actually a lot of good uh racing games on the sixty four now that I think about it. But as far as futuristic games go, those are the the, the meat of it. Yeah. I remember Mega Race was was the same thing, kinda of like riding a bar that goes along the track, and it was really hard to actually go off. Yeah. Most of it was actually like hitting other cars and trying to get them off the road.
0: So here's a question. Uh-huh. And I'm actually just looking at my steam list right now. Have any of those come out in the last 10 years i think that there was a
1: newer wipeout i don't know if it came out with oh yes 10 um years.
0: i mean i would almost say and i know you've played a little bit of this game i would almost say that like Trackmania is like the spiritual successor to a lot of those games well in in the
1: way that the driving goes but the tra- yeah. track mania is more modern day oh yeah totally
0: and but I, I feel like the driving style feels very like not our like I'm trying to I'm trying to get a handle on how to explain the driving how the driving feels for people who haven't played these cuz obviously a big component of a racing game is the is the feel of the driving. And it's not arcadey in the way that you would say like something like Need for Speed is arcadey, but it has it it's not it's like loose but not loose in a way that feels bad. Mm. It is like it's very smooth. Like not, loose, like, not loose in the sense that you don't know where you are, but it's, like, very smooth in the sense glidey. that everything feels... It's glidey. That's exactly it. Yeah, and now that I think about it, and I, I think believe... think Trackmania, fe- that's, that's the thing that I think feels like Trackmania, is that Trackmania feels very glidey.
1: I believe Wipeout actually came out within the past 10 years. Yes, you're right. On no, the was, PS Vita.
0: Yeah, there was one for the PS Vita that came out, like, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, and that
1: right. was a big deal, and I was actually interested. That almost made me buy a Vita, but then I I remembered it's a Vita. Yeah, it's I'm a Vita. Like, I, like, I
0: would actually like a Vita, but I there are a lot more handheld games that I would play than you would, because... I play a lot of tactical RPGs. True, but yeah, um, yeah and I, mean, I have a Switch, even so. even even I never had enough reason to buy one, uh, which should tell you. Well, I guess every, I guess the fact that this defeated should tell you something. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, that that for me is like the the most recent sort of f- game that feels like that. And part of me wonders if that is just an aspect of like graphical fidelity. Like uh, when I think of most of those games, they all came out in the I mean, I guess, obviously, aside from F-Zero, I think most of them are N64 and really early GameCube. And I do wonder how much of that is the fact that, you know, it was easier to do a lot of neon-y type lights and weird blobs that you could sort of pretend are an audience. And now that we can do high graphical fidelity, we can make racetracks that look real and make things that look... No, I don't think so. Because, like, take Tron, for example. Okay. Uh,
1: as, As a concept... With the higher level fidelity and quality, we get the Neutron movie, which was amazing because yeah, with the extra quality, but you we could also take get the Neutron those,
0: game, which is terrible.
1: Well, I'm not talking about the okay. Game. I'm talking about we're talking about visuals, right? Right, and how that works because the the newer technology allowed to take that futuristic concept, which well, they were taking advantage of what you were saying low low yeah. fidelity graphics, blobbiness, and allowing that because like in the original Tron, when you think about it, a lot of what they did visually they did because the technology allowed them to get away with it yep. for the same reason that these, these racing games do. The Neutron, however, takes advantage of our high-fidelity stuff to take an old-fashioned concept and bring it to the next generation and make it gorgeous.
0: So so let me rephrase that. I'm not saying they can't do it. What I'm saying is I think especially for racing enthusiasts, like the thing that they really want, for, not all of them, but I think for a lot of them, is that highly simulation-heavy very realistic very you know they want their f F, their f1 games they want their uh gran turismo's dirt well even dirt but i mean even dirt's even on the arcadian of a lot of what i think of now like forza is the one that i think of as being like the go-to now like
1: forza uh project cars
0: cars. but all, all of those are very simulation heavy and they are very very realistic and i do wonder how much of it. You know, I'm not saying all of it, but I do wonder if if some of it is just a shift in realizing that, hey, we can make highly good, we can make really good realistic looking tracks now and we don't need to do this to sort of hide that. And how much of it is just much like with, I don't know, Fight Sims, there's just not the market there or versus it's just something that everybody's just sort of said, eh, there's I, not really I much see. worth in
1: pursuing. I see what you mean because, I mean, in that generation, you had games like Need for Speed yeah. and similar things where the physics were terrible. Right. And they still are, uh, yeah. and and for certain types of players that that's but okay. But they look gorgeous, um, and you can get away with bad physics in a, in a game because you are just like oh they're hover cars, so if they fly off right. uh, off the track in a weird way, that's just the nature of hover cars.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's that and and then you don't have to do real. You know, you could say well they are, they are they don't look like humans because they're. They're robots. Yeah, robots, or they're in a glassy cockpit. You can't see through,
1: right? Because they're actually in space, and they would suffocate, right? Stuff exactly. like that, yeah. yeah. So you, you do get a le- level of freedom, but I'm not sure that that's the only reason. I, why I'm, we I'm not don't saying that's that. the only
0: reason. Uh, so much as well, let me may, may, maybe I have it backwards. Maybe what I, what I should be saying is I wonder if the reason we did see a lot of it then was as a sort of hiding it, mm-hmm. and so. Now that they don't need to do those hiding things, if they have just gone to, well, we can just do the realistic stuff. And that's, yeah. Maybe I actually have it backwards. Maybe it's not so much that they now aren't doing it because it's easier to do this other thing, so much as they've fallen into the path of least resistance, let's say. We've talked about that a lot Mm -hmm. with with, with graphics, where back then the path of least resistance was sci fi because it's easier to make. Now the path of least resistance is realistic because it's easier to make. Mm Because you can just go out and record high quality, high def footage and put those... Or do
1: high-res s- scans of cars. Do high-res
0: scans and put those stupid soccer balls, or put those... St- st- stupid ping pong balls on them. And, and, and they've got I don't, I don't know they've they got
1: powerful, effective physics engines. All you have to do is crunch some numbers. Exactly. and
0: I, I really Now I really want to see a, a car wearing one of those motion capture suits. <laughs> a car with motion. Actually, you
1: know what the funny thing is when you say that? Uh, one of the things, uh, this is completely off topic, but uh-huh. I've heard about this. There's a rig that they use. You know for the car commercials right, where right. they show off the new car where the model actually hasn't been completely approved. Oh, wow. And so what they have is they have a chassis of a car. Uh, Just the chassis. It's just like a seat, and they have the motion cap markers for the body of the car, and they'll film out the whole thing, and then they will use that to lay on the final render of the body.
0: How does that not fall prey to false advertising laws?
1: They have very specific rules, because because, Uh, um, generally speaking, they... Well, the first thing is that the chassis that they use are used by third parties. Got it. And they're given information, and the chassis are fully customizable and how so on their performance, so that the chassis can actually perform exactly like the car that they're making. Okay,
0: so it's literally just the skin part that they're putting and, on top.
1: And a lot of that, we're talking commercials here. They right. don't, they don't have to be like. It's not like, I don't know, Top Gear showing off a car and being specific with detail. They're just showing you the car so sure. you can see what it looks well, like. I was, and the 3D model that they have just has to look like I, I, the final product of the car. I, I was, People don't just go and be like, I want to buy that car. I want that car now. That's true. There, Th- that rarely
0: there's, happens. There's, it's, it's much more like insurance in the sense that you theoretically have somebody selling it to you. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, while we were talking about that, I actually did come up with an idea, speaking of cars, mm-hmm. that uh, I think would actually be a really good idea for, uh, and we've actually talked about this show before. Okay, go for it. Uh, IGPX was one of my favorite, anime. it was one of my favorite, it's not technically an anime, uh, because it's American produced. IGPX, why does that not ring a bell? It was, uh, it was a or, uh, not a tsunami, an old swim only car- cartoon for about two years. It was anime style, it was like mid-2000s, I think it was right after you got married, which may be why you didn't notice it. Um, but it's it's. Inter- it's something, but basically it's robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are racing, and then so they also sometimes have a ball. Okay. So it's basically, <clears throat> I'd say it's sort of like a combination between Wipeout and uh, Rocket League. Okay. And I think that would make an awesome game. So
1: uh, are, you say, are you thinking like something <clears throat> like, um, well, when it comes to ball handling, something like NBA 2K, where it kind of just handles who has the ball type basically. of situation? Yeah, that, that would so, make more so, sense. So it,
0: it, would basically, it wouldn't be you... Ra- it, I actually like this in general. I think this is something that modern Sims have actually done a lot better at. The F1 series does pretty well. Team racing. Like, mm-hmm. most racing games are you personally. Mm-hmm. So, with this, it would be, the way I imagine it, in the series, I think it was two on two. I'm imagining it as three on three. And you have basically a, an attacker, a runner, and a defender. And the three of them sort of stick together, and then you have another team who's basically trying to take it from them. And whoever gets the ball to, over the goal line wins. So it's basically, you've got six guys, and you're sort of passing the ball back and forth between you, um, and you can either be in uh, robot mode or in, like, car mode. Right. So if you're in robot mode, you're more defensive, you're better able to fight, it's basically like Mech warrior, um, but you're a little slower. And then you can hop back into car mode and catch up, and then you can take the ball, you can throw the ball to you, and you can fly off of the ball, and then somebody else can hop into, um, you know, I actually probably feel a lot more like, a, like the, the Tour de France. Mm. Um, where you where there is that sort of team strategy dynamic, uh, much more is much more important than actually staying on the race course. Yeah, I could see something like that. Um, yeah, I think that would be really fun, and it would. I mean, and it would be good because you know if, if we are talking about path of least resistance stuff, I mean, a good way to break out of that is to give a reason beyond just the graphics. And this is because it would it would require two. It has two different modes of play. Um, and it has two different sort of very very different feel of, of gameplay mm-hmm. So
1: I had two. I had an idea okay and I'm gonna throw that one out uh, <clears throat> soon here but I had I had another thought that might be kind of fun. Um, what about like sci-fiing up and uh, how, how much how much can we do with this Sci-fiing up um, what is that game
0: Formula day that's it. Formula is it Formula Day or, or for, form... for, Formula? it's Formula Day in Europe and Formula D in the US.
1: Yeah, Formula D. The mm-hmm. board game, yes. But making like a, a video game style with a little more action mm. and making it in space.
0: So are we are we making is it still a board game or is it now a video game?
1: Uh, it would be a video game.
0: Okay. But would it still play like a board game? Sort of.
1: Well would you sell a lot of the mechanics in that, but it, the the game itself? Would I mean I, I really handle...
0: I mean I, I think I mean in, in general I mean there are already several mods for uh, you know like like player made boards and stuff for for Formula D I think you could actually do that pretty well um I I'd, I'd love to see Formula D turn into a tablet game in general um mm-hmm. I think adding sci-fi you know if we got to add sci-fi to it do it um if if that's what it takes I mean so for those of you who haven't played Formula D is oh, it's a great, great. It's one of the there's one of the few good roll and move games. I think I think everybody agrees on that. Is, yes, because it's, it,
1: it's so novel in how it handles the roll yep. and move.
0: So so what it is is you have dice and it's it's basically the the d the the Dungeons and Dragons dice where you start with d fours and go up to d twenties, and you roll them and as you go faster you roll larger dice. But
1: we'll, we'll be more clear about that. Each type of dice is a gear
0: right is a gear so you have first first through sixth gear or eighth gear whatever it is so as each time you gear up you roll a larger dice so you move faster but there are certain turn, but there's turns on the on the on the course and you and have it, to stop a certain number of times within each turn
1: yeah otherwise you
0: just go off the board and,
1: and well you crash. take damage either well, you, you, you yeah, take yeah, a certain you, amount of damage you before damage.
0: you can get before you take like four hits oh,
1: see, like for me I would I would change that instead of of taking damage I, I would have right a, off the board well, I, like you have different like layers, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's like four rows on on the board, yep. and you can position yourself. And I think like it would be a good idea that like something a little bit more simplified, where where you have to you can turn so much, mm-hmm. it um you can use so much so many uh like I don't know um
0: so here so actually I so you
1: could use so much of your roll to turn at the same time. Yep. So you could use so like if you start on the outside and you're doing so much turning at the same time, like you're going in, yep. you you use part of your roll, but if you exceed your forward momentum, it'll actually push you out. And uh. if you go out, you crash and then you take damage or or you have to start again and you lose you lose positioning.
0: So here's something that I just thought of as we were talking about this, <clears throat> or, or as you were talking about the momentum idea. What about instead of using dice, we take a page from uh, another popular uh tablet type thing or, 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 or idea. And uh there's another game called, I forget exactly what the name of it is, but where you basically flick the cars with your finger.
1: Oh, I like that idea. That so, would be kind of cool. So you can
0: either 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 flick it I mean I, I'm now imagining this as a tablet game, not as a computer game, but as a tablet game yeah. specifically.
1: Or like um you, you know those pool games?
0: Yeah. Where you like
1: draw back on the pool cue. Exactly. To you? That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I like that and, idea. And then you
0: use that. And then what we do is we have each corner has its own gravity. So, certain corners, if you go into them really fast, the gravity will hold you in, and it'll basically allow you to turn really fast. (laughs) I like that idea. But at other ones, it's really light, so you have to go into them really lightly, and maybe even stop as you're going into the corner. So there is that sort of prediction of so, like your
1: your velocity (laughs) is part of the thing. Yeah, and and where, like, say you're halfway around the turn. But you've been pulled towards the sun so much because your velocity was so low.
0: Exactly. That would be actually really cool. And it plays into it being in space. I mean, yeah, you're, 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 you're kind I mean, of I'm, a, not th- I'm not sure I'm thinking suns, but I mean certainly like larger ob- like large objects or something. Yeah. Like and it'd space be, It'd
1: be kind of cool to use like if you wanted to go the full full stick with like the arcade or like like other types of racing games where you have like weapons and stuff yeah. like that to, to, to dissuade, where some of them could be flick based as well. Yep. So like mid track you could <laughs> fire off a missile and oh, that'd be awesome. And or like some other stuff could be just deployable or, or, or
0: deployables. Or I was even thinking like you could have like emergency thrusters that you could like tap, um, and and that would also even give you a reason to like you could even put in like a campaign mode where like each time you want to race, you'd get sponsors and you'd get some money, and then you could use that to buy certain level ups, whether they be weapons or whether they be thrusters. Also,
1: or- I'm 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 thinking I, for some reason my brain suddenly went to Galaxy Trucker.
0: Oh, got yeah,
1: And and having a modular build where you can add on stuff. So, yeah, exactly. so like say you put more thrusters on, it extends how far back you can pull the flicker. Yeah. So that you can get more velocity. Exactly. And but of course that's a two edged sword because you could still flick yourself out of the turn. Oh, so
0: you can you could go faster, but or, or you could make yourself wider so that you can knock people off the track, but then uh uh-huh. armor as well. plates on the side or shields or, or repellers. Guns. <laughs> or guns. <laughs> Oh, repellers would be really interesting because that would mean that if somebody goes by you and is it careful... it
1: deflects them off.
0: Oh well, no, no, it's no. cool. I actually I actually think it should be both ways, because theoretically in space, if we're, if we're if we're doing this right, equal and active
1: force mm-hmm. takes into account mass of the of both people. So if you have a really heavy vehicle with a powerful repeller, it'll send someone little by you shooting off. Right. But if you're too light and they're really heavy and you it'll have a strong repeller, off. it'll shoot you back into the sun.
0: Well or, or or even just in general, it'll it'll it could theoretically flick you off. Just enough. I mean, you'd have to be really careful about this because it could start feeling like too random if people didn't understand what was going on. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like, like. That would totally well, be Well, really I, I would see something like repellers would have a color
1: coded field so you knew yes. where they were. Yes. So At least see, on your
0: car so you'd see where mm, they did drive. Like
1: Mario style with arrows to tell you what you could have not just repellers but impellers, something that pulls stuff. Yes. So I you, just
0: think it's it's one of those you want to show them where what where the actions would happen, but you don't want it to be too much of a predictor in advance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. You'd have to walk the fine line. But that would yeah, that that may be that may be one of our most holistic projects yet.
1: Yeah, I like that one. And that was really, really fun. Really good. Um, so the other thing I was thinking um, was more of like. Um, I'm glad we do this podcast. Oh yeah, the idea of a deep space grand tour, which actually might tie into the concept of what we have here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I'm using the right term. Term, but there's a type of race, right? It's yes. a consistency race, and oh, like. Yes. Uh, uh, again, uh is that like the Top one we- Gear guys or the Grand Tour guys? They've done these. There, there, there,
0: there's there's one. If if, if I'm thinking, of if what I, if you're talking about the one I'm thinking of, there's one where you literally race for 24 hours straight. No, that is that's an
1: endurance race, yes. which is which they're fun, but that's not. <laughs> <Are> what, <they? laughs> uh, if uh, if I was to recommend anything, look for the Top Gear endurance race. I mean, they're fun to watch. They had are fun to do. They, they had a. Black BMW Diesel, and it was probably the most one of the most enjoyable races they were involved in. Oh, because it was all three of them, plus the Stig, racing. I think
0: if you can stay awake, it's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the people who fall asleep and crash is really scary. Oh,
1: it's great. It's really, really good. Yeah. So it's a full 24-hour. That's the endorsement yep. race. But that wasn't what I was thinking about. The Grand Tour type race, I'm probably not using the right term. Like they did this they did it in Italy. They okay. all brought their own cars. Usually it's classic cars. And the entire idea is you go from point to point. Like I'm sort you, of like the Tour de France. Uh not exactly. They drive they so they drive from point to point. Yep. And they're timed from getting from point A to point B. Right. So it's not about being fast, it's about being consistent. Okay. They can't they can't speed too much because oh, they can't I see. go too slow either. And then when they get to the point there's actually like um uh, more racy type stuff. They'll go to they'll go to a track and they'll do a consistent okay. lap run. And so the idea is is it's a bunch of different types of races. Yeah. And and you just like do a full circuit over the course of like a week or two.
0: So what's to keep somebody from say driving like ten minutes from the finish line stopping like really, really fast, just stopping and then immediately pulling over the finish line? Um, or do they use GPS to track at where you are?
1: I think that kind of thing would get you in trouble. Um, you might get penalties for for. Yeah, I think they might penalize. Oh, you are they tracking stopping. the entire
0: length of the track? Uh,
1: or, I think or they have so, some, yeah. or they have some sort of way. Not to mention the, the fact that timing that type of stuff is really, really hard. I think I, – as I sure. recall, there was one point where someone did pull over because they had been – like it was Clarkson. He was speeding the entire time and then he realized, oh, no, I've killed our time. Right. Stuff like that happens. Okay. Um, not to mention the fact uh, like a lot of those, they're kind of endurance runs because the cars that you're driving are junkers. They're like older cars. Uh, and so like in this particular case, they had bought like – they had bought cars from a uh, – just straight from a – what are they called? An auction. And then they they drove. Oh on yes, I've, and, I've heard about that. And they fell apart halfway through. Sure. But I was thinking something like that, but in like space, where you could have a combination of like jump drive related stuff. Um, and I was thinking more pushing this towards the indie style type game where yeah. you have more simplified uh, mechanics. Mm-hmm. Where so there would be different parts of the of the, the race, and they would. Function in different ways, like like using jumping from system to system and inside the system, you have to race from one side of the system to another Mm -hmm. from one way or another. And I thought maybe the whole uh, flick move would work work, because then you would you'd have to navigate whatever the system is uh, and then get to the other side and then jump to the next Mm -hmm. system. Or uh, um, other types of things like navigating black holes, different stuff like that, that would make for an overall game almost like a minigame type of thing. Yeah, no,
0: I think that would be real yeah, that would be a really good mini game collection type thing or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, what actually might be kind of fun is using a Star Wars based kind of um, jump system. Yeah, which for whatever reasons, either we could have it be like randomly based or based on your technology or based on something you do as the player, or a combination of all three. Where, where, wherever you jump in, Depending on how good you go, you are. It, it dictates how far you are from the start line, and you have to start from there.
0: I I, I like the idea that you have to. Uh, I I also like the idea that it's not that you're buying your cars, your your spaceship from an auction, but you have to win them, uh, in a in a in a card game. Yeah, hey, that's Just a good like idea. Just like in Star Wars.
1: Hey, yeah, no, that's a great yeah. idea. I like that. Um, actually, I got a better idea. The jumping could be like golf. Mm -hmm. In that you you have a destination, and the closer you 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 are, the more points you get, or the more time you get advantage, uh, in the next race. That's the the whole point to point.
0: So I I will say, well, if we're if we're gonna go back to the idea of like a larger budget, I mean, I I think this is probably why this hasn't happened is because larger budget things either, I mean, a lot of those were like mid budget titles, and a lot of those don't exist anymore. Like we 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 hear a lot of people talk about like the death of the B plus developers. Yeah. Or the B B tier developers. And I think a lot of like, you know, if we're talking wipeout, wipeout was a like Need for Speed was an A was a triple game. Wipeout was a B tier game.
1: Yeah, it was. Like it was it was a mid tier game. There, there's a lot of those types of games I remember from um but if but
0: if we want to talk about like a B tier or or an A tier uh you know one as opposed to like a, a a tablet game, I think that the two things that really should be it would be interesting to bring into and one of them was played a little bit with in 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 the galaxy or in the Star Wars one uh, pod racer one but uh, I think you gotta you gotta play with gravity and you gotta play with air oxygen uh atmosphere um and I think you know a game in which you have things like jumps where you leave atmosphere and then have to maneuver outside of the atmosphere that'd be kind of cool and in low gravity like I know I know uh star wars played a little bit with low gravity stuff or where the gravity would like reverse um in later tracks like you would flip over and be driving on the ceiling a little bit. But I think it would be really interesting to play, like dive into through the center of the Earth, and then all of a sudden the gravity like is weird, and you have to learn I, how to deal with that.
1: I like the idea of having like a point-based stat system mm. for your vehicle, wherein wherein you could have, uh, as an example, you could have um, aerodynamic control surfaces, yeah. right? And you can ramp those up. Use some of your points in that. But when you hit a zero uh, a zero atmosphere area or a low atmosphere, not just have it go straight to zero, but have areas where pressure is oh, different. Yeah. It becomes useless, and you have to use other things. Yep. So, like when you design your craft, or like um, a lot of racing games, like Dirt is a good example mm-hmm. of that. Some of the the more accurate ones, like Forza, did this too. You can change like your camber oh, yeah. in a race, and you can tweak what you can do. You can change
0: your spoiler yeah. settings and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah. to improve racing environment on these yep. super accurate games. Doing something like that, where you can adjust your your points where they're where they're that set would be to. Fun. That would be fun. I I think
0: there's a lot of things you could do with things like atmosphere and temperature and temperature. I mean, again, and again, like we had like in 1999, we didn't have the technology to do some of this stuff that we have now with things like fluid dynamics. Like you could have a world now with chlorine gas where if you go too fast, you start a fire. So the question is: Do you go really fast and hope you don't hit anything, and then get and can outrun the flame, or do you go slow enough to not start a fire in the first place? Uh, and
1: and like you could add extra things like like uh, certain vehicles have like a broader fuel yeah. range, and so that particular vehicle, for whatever reason, can use the chlorine gas in oh, the fuel, be interesting too. and so you're not consuming fuel for that. But it's a high it's a high value feature on your vehicle. So you're using a lot of points just to be able to take advantage of that on this world. Or, but hey, this is a high chlorine world, so why not?
0: Or 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 a world where there's solar there's constant solar flares. So if you're not under something, you could get oh, you could overheat. Or Ooh, or like or you that. could have to, or or you could even do, do like double layers where if you're not under something, you could overheat or you could deal with some sort of or you can have a reflective shield, like a heat shield. And after a minute or two, you also have the other problem of 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 solar flares, which is EM pulses. Mm. So you suddenly lose mm. all control of your steering for two second for for a tenth of a second or half a second.
1: Unless you've spent
0: the points or or, or dealt unless with you're under unless you you're have the extra mass for shielding, uh, extra mass for shielding, or if you're in a tunnel or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, again, like some of that stuff can feel penalizing if you're not careful with it. Like you know if you know if every ten seconds you're you know I mean there are ways to make that difficult, especially in a racing game. Losing control of your controls is frustrating. Frustrating but you know you gotta be you, you know be a light hand with it but no, i think there's i think there's a lot of like in, interesting things you can do with obstacles now that you could not do with the early i mean the early wipeout games are pretty simple mm-hmm. aside from the aside from the steering part and they were i mean obviously they were like mario kart where you'd shooter things um actually blur somebody somebody once made the point that blur is basically wipeout 1999 yeah where because or, or like blur is basically the prequel to wipeout oh well okay. because it's it's modern day cars that have all the wipeout attacks made by the wipeout studio um but blur is not a very good game my favorite part about blur was the fact that one of the the, was the first head-to-head race I -hmm. somehow managed to bump the car off the track and he was not and he then did not get back on the track (laughs) um and so I basically just did three laps and finished the game and (laughs) got his car well that helps it was it's an interesting game um is one of those games that I really wish was good because it looked good and it felt interesting, but it just was not a great game.
1: Yeah, I know that feeling. <clears throat> There's some games out there that are like that. They look great, but
0: <sighs> I think I think the problem was it was design, I think it was designed by part of the wipeout team and it felt like a wipeout game. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work right with cars with tires? Well,
1: again, again that supports what <clears throat> our argument from before. is yeah. like you you get a lot more leeway with a sci-fi game. Which yes. is part of the reason why we saw a lot more of them, especially in the B teams. Yeah, it's it's, it's because, also
0: it's also you know, it's also the thing about like sports games where you can you really notice it when something doesn't feel right.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so let the B teams with less money, yep. they they're not going to spend the money to make something. Like even with Need for Speed back in the day, even though the physics were terrible, it looked v- reasonably acceptable. Yeah. Even though you know you hit a car and you just kind of like bounced I really off.
0: liked the first Hot Pursuit, or the hot third pursuit
2: hot,
1: hot Pursuit. Fun. Three, although again the the physics were so bad. You,
0: you you notice that a lot more than I do, though. So oh well, I, I love of, I love physics. Well, you type like stuff. driving. You like racing. Well, you like racing in general. You're good mm-hmm. at racing. Well, I'm that's not.
1: that's one of the big reasons I'm such a big <clears> fan, <throat> fan of the Dirt series is True. because the physics in that game are, they are pretty, pretty good.
0: they there 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 are no there are no monster truck madness though. <laughs>
1: Oh, I almost forgot about that game. That's not
0: a futuristic game. Lean into it. I saw somebody play that recently. That game has not held up at all. No. No.
1: Uh what was it, twelve years ago when I last played it, it hadn't held up well. <laughs> no. I was just like, wow, that's a barren, barren wasteland. And I remember loving I remember um finding out that there was a love editor. <laughs> being so excited, playing with it for about 20 minutes, realizing that it didn't really add anything to the game, yeah. and then just putting it away.
0: So that that actually was probably be the last thing that I would say that, that we could do for an interesting uh, uh, sci-fi game is add your own track editor. I think any
1: game is better with a track editor. Do you remember, uh, which one was that? Uh, 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 oh, man.
0: Stunt Driver? Yes. And the track editor for yes. that? I I actually was thinking of uh, the, the little big uh, not a little, a little big racing uh-huh uh, or um the kart racing game the, was... the kart racing one for the ps3 uh or there was the other oh one. wait we played with that didn't yes. we yes yeah that was actually pretty good and gonna, well i think i think the way to do it nowadays that's really good is semi-automated so like algorithmically be like this would be an interesting racing course and then you could tweak it however you want or you can mm-hmm. add things to if you want to make your own you should but i think it would be nice for it to be able to say basically say there's a decent racing course. Tweak it if you want.
1: Or having Having something like, uh, not Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, what's what's that What's that game you were playing? Planet versus? Coaster? Planet Coaster. You know how it handles, like, the walkways? Yes. Something like that with a little more flexibility yeah. and being able, like, a, a mix between the way that they build the roller coasters and build the walkways yeah. to build creative courses I and, and be being great. able to mark out stuff.
0: And put your own, put your own, uh, like, or, or even, or even, like, I mean, so the Truck Mania editor is pretty darn good. It basically treats that one's it like, actually very good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's basically like Lego pieces, or not Lego pieces, but it's like, semi modular. Like yeah, it's semi modular. Yeah. But then do that, and then also add, um like, add your own obstacles, add your own hazards, as your, own, you know, this the, you could designate this section like a chlorine gas or whatever, or heat or hot.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's a great idea
0: you know like like add, adding adding environmental effects to it and then then you could drive through the old classic from like 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 in the old unreal tournament levels where somebody decided to put every single effect in 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 one like giant <laughs> tube it's like chlorine speed e- chlorine, heat em oxygen low oxygen high, high gravity low gravity and then over.
1: and then the developer of the game gets in trouble because someone accidentally uh somebody plays that that modded level and ends up having a seizure from yeah. all the flashing colors.
0: Seriously. Oh, oh, that that's something else you would have to do. What's that? It's one of my favorite things in games and I don't know what it's called, but you know like in um you know in wow when you go from the starting area into the dark woods and the whole area just and all of the... Oh, yes.
1: You yeah, would yeah, have yeah. to have that
0: happen when you go through the, the atmospherics. Uh, the general atmospherics change. Yeah, that yeah. stuff is really 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 cool. Yeah. I like that yeah. That, that. yeah, any game that does that is, is a win in my
1: Although mind. it's it's kind of weird. It's also like, like in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild when you go from like uh, a sunny day biome uh, area that's actually currently sunny and you go into a region that's actually storming. Yeah. And suddenly even like miles away the clouds go stormy and yeah. it's kind of weird. It's like, why is it the whole world just got stormy when I changed biomes? But no. that I, get, uh, I mean, they're, they're not going for that. No. They, they don't want you to think that you're going into a section that's stormy. They just want it to be like it's gotten stormy.
0: I think I Nier think does it pretty well, too, where they have the, the, the shifts in, in tones as you go through like the, the desert and the, the the sky itself actually changes to match. Because mm-hmm. like deserts have much bluer skies. So
1: I have a bone to pick with one thing I didn't actually mention in that game. I'm going to throw that out here in the middle of this, <laughs> this particular podcast. Okay, uh, The map. Yeah, I love the fact that it had that granularity idea and like they, oh yeah, the, the, the whole fact thing. that it's like because of the satellite quality. What I hated was the fact that the charge points were just like a floating sprite over the map. Yeah, I it was I liked the look of it, but I think it would have been better if it was just a UV projected texture on the surface.
0: I thought that's what they were kind of going for.
1: I I know that was what they were going for, but they could have done it better yeah, with true. the technology that they have. But that's, that's just me.
0: That's probably true. Anyway, I'm so. not editing that back into the other podcast. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. You okay. can just leave it here. Okay. So I guess that's it. Uh, yeah. Me... No, I think I think we've come up with several pretty good options here. Mm. Oh, I know. Always, always add hazards. Always add flicking. Mm. Um, no, I have I have a third option. Okay,
1: third option. Hey, this is this is totally futuristic. Imagine. Oh man, I forgot the name of the game. Oh man. I can't remember the name of the game now so i have an,
0: i have an idea that I, I will i will vamp with uh jetsons racing so oh i love that you know so so rather than so so you're not actually racing you're just trying to get to work and you're driving a hover car because I mean it's jetsons and I see this as being like a, a it's a hand-held,
1: a handheld like um mobile game
0: I kind of see it as being a VR game Oh, you know that's a good idea, actually. Because it doesn't really need to be good. I mean, I'm not, it doesn't need to be good. I mean, <laughs> that's terrible. It doesn't. I mean, the gameplay in most of those games is is not particularly fleshed out yet. Most of those are still about spectacle. So mm-hmm. it'd be you'd be able to look around and see all the really cool sights and all the high buildings, and you're driving around with your classic Jetsons. Actually, being in a car with the Jetsons would be really creepy. Like, <laughs>
1: I, I remember okay, now. What's okay, up? all right. So this is a great idea. Imagine besiege. As a racing game.
0: That's not futuristic. <laughs> At
1: all. <laughs> it's steampunk. It doesn't matter. It's not even steampunk. It's like woodpunk. It's medieval punk.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's somewhere it's between punky Castle wood. Uh, No, Punky um, <laughs>
1: uh You know what? It's not futuristic, but I'm still throwing it out here because we're not going to do an old-fashioned race. That's game.
0: true. That's true.
1: But imagine that. The modularity and the fragility of, of besieged creations. You can create anything and then you race it against other players.
0: That's a pretty good idea. That would I, be. I like that. That would Actually, be fun. I have an even better idea. What's that? I want they port Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts to the PC and update it and make it look
1: awesome. Uh, and if as long as they uh, improve the game,
0: hmm. I think Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is the only good Banjo Kazooie game. Is it really? Yes. Oh. It's basically that, what you just said. Except it's more puzzle based than racing based. But
1: I thought the the modular vehicles were kind of crappy in that, but I could be wrong. I don't. I have.
0: It's been a long, long time since I've played it. But um, but yes. But I mean, it was also what two thousand and two. Yeah, so it was a while ago. It's, come, it's 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 come along. You know, we we have had times, but yes. I mean, make it. I mean, fine. Besiege, Besiege Racing would be good. There is Besiege Multiplayer now. Is it really? Or they're working on it. I don't know if it's out yet.
1: That'd be kind of cool. I just love the idea of racing other people with with wooden catapults and things.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. Oh, multiverse. Yep, it uh, rolled out last week. Wow. So I guess talk about timely. Wait, we... wait, wait. Two weeks ago, right? Because this isn't coming no, out. No, no. For... Sorry, it came out on the. It came out twelve fifteen. So it came out about a month ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, um. Well. So yeah, go play that. Siege is awesome. I, I think. I think we know what we're doing this afternoon.
1: Am I streaming Besiege? Apparently. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm streaming Besiege, people. By the time you hear this, I will have streamed Besiege, I hope.
0: (laughs) And with that, we will move on to the Mouthwash.
3: And welcome back to the Mouthwash, where we spit fiery hot truths like arrows from the bow of Lady Justice herself, along with just a hint of minty freshness.
0: So today we're going to be, jo- we are joined for our Mouthwash by our good friend, Sound Guy Trevor, nah. who's back from space, back from space. Uh, he did not die on the way to his home planet, uh, and we're also joined by Luke's wife, Amy. Hello! who you have heard on a couple of previous episodes, mostly the Zelda episode. Yeah, she likes to commit. Or not the Zelda episode. That was the other episode th- that we did. Uh, which episode were you on? You I
4: remember.
0: You came on and I talked remember. about Tomodachi Life. There was a couple of them. Yeah, She gave her input. Yes. I remember her talking about Zelda at one point. But anyway, uh, so... Yeah,
4: no, that wasn't about Zelda, though. What was that about? Your face. No, Oh, it was, was about
0: walking simulators. We were talking about walking yes. simulators. Yes!
1: Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Walking simulators? It's, All right, we agreed why, that's not a good name. Uh, narrative,
0: uh, Matt, you wanted a new name, games.
1: you got to use it, buddy.
0: Yeah. It's a hard to remember. Yes. <laughs> what a, was it? Narrative Subway. I said Narrative Pathing yeah. is Subway. Subway RPG is the other one. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, narrative
3: Pathing. You guys have like descended into art school definitions for everything, like post post modern art. Generators. No, no, actually,
0: actually, it's actually it's going back from post modern art. We uh, we've decided that we don't like uh, definition. We don't like names that are solely definitional. Oh, okay. Um, so we don't like walking simulators are too we, direct. I, I like so, to say
1: we, we like to identify
0: genres yes. more
1: accurately, but we don't want to hold to them because so right. we don't
0: like, we, we don't like we don't like making, uh, genre, we don't like defining genres by a standout game. Okay, question: Would you,
3: for the sake of clarity, because you said a lot of words right there, still <laughs> a little confused? Okay, would you call um, Punch Out a punching simulator?
0: Yes,
1: I think we can do that. Okay. I thought Punch Out was a boxing simulator. It's a sports
3: game. That's, that was my point. Yes. I wanted to. It's a sports wanted to do, game. Could you call it a punching simulator?
1: I think you could. You could,
0: yeah. Okay,
3: okay that's all I wanted to yes. do. I just, I just wanted to know where you guys stood on that. That's fine. I,
0: I, think, I think that's good. All right. But today we're not going to be talking about Punch Out. What we are going to be talking about is that old classic, the old standby, the thing that's guaranteed to get friends mad at each other and kill each other and die uh, horribly, horribly, horribly. Chrono Trigger. One dun, your- dun, <laughs> dun! <laughs> Some
3: might say the greatest game of all time. Some might say a ripoff of Back to the Future. I don't know.
0: <laughs> some some might say the inferior prequel to the best game ever made, Chrono Cross. Yes,
4: I think you're the only person on Earth who might say that.
3: I wouldn't even say that, but somebody might. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure there's somebody in a basement somewhere, like. You know, that likes to who's
1: who's rocking themselves to sleep right now? <laughs> oh, the just, world, this after him, after from... having murdered two people in their shower. I
3: was gonna say that likes to eat pickled mudfish, but you know, that's just How would
1: somebody get two people into their shower? I mean after the first one like, uh Have
3: don't mind the mud on the curtains. <laughs> The 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 greatest travi- travesty of Chrono Cross is that the soundtrack is phenomenal. I can listen to I that know, soundtrack. I know I own that away.
4: soundtrack, and it's the only part of the game I have yeah. anything to do with. I
3: would bathe in that soundtrack and like let that creepy like serial killer guy watch. I don't care. It, like if I could bathe in that soundtrack, I would. It's fine. <gasps> Wow, I, don't, that, I don't know way, how that metaphor works, but...
1: Way to draw out Josh's creepy metaphors. <laughs> that, you <laughs> you, that, you that, have that, a talent. I'm giving you...
0: That, thank you, Trevor, for not making me be the creepiest person here today. You're welcome. um <laughs> Anyway, now, so JRPGs. Yes, yeah, so we were talking about. J, today we're going to be talking about JRPGs. Not, not solely Chrono Cross, though. Chrono, Cross may be, Chrono Tr- Trigger and Chrono Cross may actually not be a terrible place to start because I think everybody can agree that they're one of the better JRPGs, or one of them is one of the better JRPGs. For, for those of you who don't know what a JRPG is, yes, Mom. Tri- Luke, why
1: don't you talk about a JRPG? <laughs> Japanese role playing game is what that means.
3: I thought you were talking to everyone's universal mom who thinks, like, every Pokemon is No, I,
1: I know my mom actually listens to the podcast, oh. so... <laughs> his parents,
0: his mom listens to the podcast, my parents do not. <laughs> my like parents a, did not even know I had a podcast.
3: Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure there are, like, a handful of moms out there that see a Charmander, and they go, Oh, look at that Pikachu, and it's like...
0: Uh...
3: <laughs> <laughs> so do anyway, I, Luke. You yeah, Pikachu's the, the
0: green one, right? Yeah.
3: don't you dare to file my cute little Bulbasaur like that
0: (laughs) I didn't realize that but that made me angry until you just said
3: (laughs) (laughs) this is still topically relevant because Pokemon is a JRPG that's true
4: peripherally I was gonna ask about that are we gonna talk about peripheral JRPGs like JRPG games that technically weren't made in Japan and wait
3: Pokemon wasn't made in Japan
4: no but there are some JRPGs out there that haven't been
3: I would say oh like Undertale I'm not, no, tr- but, I'm not trying to poison the well here and I don't, get like everybody so, angry.
0: I, I would say that I would say that JRPGs... But I will be happy. I would, I would say that if they know. are not made in Japan, but they feel like a JRPG, we could discuss them. I would say that things like Baldur's Gate would not be JRPG adjacent.
4: But anything with anime-style characters and turn-based mechanics. What about Secret of Evermore? I'd say of
0: it of feels Evermore. like it could have been made in RPG Maker, we could do it.
3: Wait, 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 question. What about Secret of Evermore? Because that was like...
4: I think there's that, I think, I think that weird
3: bleed over between, like, it was like an American company owned by a Japanese company, but like, they were... Well, it's a, basically
0: like, Secret of Mana. Yeah! So, I, I think we're going to get into those in, in, like, the second half, because there are several okay. of those okay. kinds of games that I want to discuss, because that's my favorite All of right. the genre. Alright. So...
3: So where are we starting? We're starting with so, uh, I think Luke Grant? was
0: I think Luke was <laughs> defining what a JRPG is. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. For his mother.
1: Alright, well, a JRPG, uh, fundamentally, uh... Yeah,
3: I'm
0: it lost. means one RPG.
1: It's an
3: RPG
0: it's made from r- Japan. That's
3: yeah. the simplest definition. How do we go from there?
1: Well, more 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 specifically, uh, because it's it's broadened out. JRPG JRPGs, more specifically, the uh, more often than not turn based strategy, uh, requiring tactical thinking and combat. Are w- w- you w- engage uh, enemies um, when exploring an open world? I w- I situation. would say the
0: f- for me the four core thing. Because I think we should, I think we should make a distinction here between JRPGs and Japanese tactical RPGs, such as like Final Fantasy Tactics, and yeah, yeah. I don't tactical think we're talking RPGs about those came today, in later. right? But yeah. I, so, so for me, I think the four major tenets of a JRPG are grinding, which we can get back and discuss yeah, what that means grinding. for those who don't know grinding, an overmap, um, well, turn-based you could combat, take her, take her lead. or 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 ran, random battles. Let's say, or yeah. most most mostly random battles, not always, but but I mean, an, an overmap in the sense of You are going from place to place in a a sort of an overworld that is of a different scale than the rest of the world.
4: I think that the biggest defining attribute for a JRPG, to someone who has no idea what they are, Mm -hmm. is that they are heavily story-driven games True. with a slower-paced tactical combat system of some sort, as opposed to a, a reactionary. And and I would also say
0: they are are a fixed narrative as opposed to, I think, the thing that defines Eastern RPGs for me, like your Bioware games, are that they are much more choice driven. To to boil that down, then, we could say
1: that it's a narratively driven game Mm -hmm. using uh, locations in a map to progress the game through narration Mm -hmm. with a character progression system. Based, just, on, based on experience points and grinding experience and grinding yeah. um which you come from whatever location being of your level fighting monsters until you progress to the point where you can advance the game and i would
0: say for the for at least for the first part of this this discussion we will also say that all of those combats are turn based right now let's wake trevor back up and let's start discussing it <laughs> <laughs>
1: well no
3: i was i was listening to what you were saying and trying to come up with something to add like like everything you're saying is true. There's usually an inventory system as well, and I know that that's might true. sound like an arbitrary comment to make, but as no, compared I think to it's Super Mario, key. you don't have an inventory system until Super Mario
0: Three. I think that's true. Yeah, you don't level up Mario and, either. And I think Paper Mario issue. And, and I think again, <laughs> distinct from Eastern RPGs. Uh, they tend to not be encumbrance-based, which I think is very important. You actually yeah, you can accumulate like a, a large quantity of items. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you
3: might have an, a finite item slot, but usually you don't. You usually have right. an infinite amount of items.
0: I mean, you know, as, as opposed to, like, your start, again, like your Skyrims or your uh, Planescapes or something, where you have very specific weight based because they're usually based on D&D. Now, as now, time... Has, oh, sorry. What?
1: As time has progressed, though, we've seen a, a variation in certain things. Uh, for instance, the discrete. Uh, combat scenarios have mm-hmm. been left on the wayside in the Final Fantasy series as an example. Now you engage stuff on the field. That has also led to the Xenosaga series, Xenoblade yep. series, where you engage things well, again, on the field. Let's,
0: let's start let's start from older to newer. Let's let's get to the newer well, stuff. Well, we're still Since, defining. Okay.
1: So let's define.
4: Okay. I think we've defined.
1: Okay, we've defined. Let's move on. Okay.
4: Let's, let's <laughs> start. Oh,
3: well, well, wait. We've defined mechanically. Okay. But also then within the aesthetics, there's oh, usually point. a high level of fantasy theme. More That's s- true. More so, it's less grounded in general reality, mm. like mundane reality. I, w- I would and, say. I
0: would say well, fantasy, or fa- or fantasy, or high
3: or, tech or, or, or no, or,
1: or I would say science fantasy mm-hmm. still falls yeah. under what the category he's talking about. Whether it's science fiction fantasy or fantasy fantasy. Well, I mean, and you
4: can't talk about JRPGs while overlooking the Mother series, which is not your traditional fairies and wizards fantasy. That's true.
1: So it's anything that would be considered fantastic by our terms. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. still
0: say that's like urban, urban fantasy, maybe. Yes, yeah. that's actually a good definition. I like that. Um, but I, what, I was also going to say like steampunk is. is, is, is what I would yeah. say is
4: whatever the theme of the game is, it is a game in which inevitably the world has been created to forward the story of the game.
0: True, I mean there there is one major exception I can think of even even to the earthbound fantasy, but I guess that I guess it's still ca- if we're going to call it urban fantasy, I guess it would still fall under that. So, but we'll get to that again later because that's more recent. Yeah.
3: Now, in practicality, just a weird thing, you almost, despite all the different versions of JRPGs, you almost always expect to see three things, and like, I don't know why, but you almost expect to see a dragon. It can be in space, it can be... Space dragon. Like, you almost expect, even, yep. even if you're playing the game and it doesn't seem like there's a dragon in this world, you're expecting a dragon. There's an yep. overwhelming feeling that a dragon's going to show up. I don't know wh- how, why I should say that, but it just...
0: I actually of... have a theory about that, but we we'll, 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 we'll the, the irony
4: of this being, the yes. game that we first pointed out, Chrono Trigger, has no dragon in it.
0: Dragon tank. Yeah, there's dragon <laughs> that,
4: tank. Uh, that's a tank. <laughs> it's it's so a dragon. dragon. It's a tank. <laughs> I, 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 I set <laughs> the on this but, one. But you're
3: also, even, even if you argue there isn't a dragon in the game, and the dragon tank doesn't count... You still kind of expect there to be a dragon. Yeah. There's still like at any point enough. you're kind of expecting a dragon to just pop up and be like and like the yep. the other thing you're also expecting is some kind of cool rad sword. I don't know why. It could be in space. It could be cavemen. It could be in an urban in- environment. You're almost expecting a cool rad sword, even if it's in an urban environment. You're almost expecting maybe a cool rad sword to show up and start talking to you. I don't know. I could see that in like an Earthbound spinoff. I don't mm-hmm. know why. But you're expecting well, you know, a cool bat. I mean, that's and, similar. And oddly enough, even if it's in a medieval setting, you're kind of expecting a robot to show up.
0: That's true. <laughs>
3: yeah, and I don't know why that is. So JRPGs. Well, I can those I are, can
4: tell you the reason for all of these things. Yeah. It's because of the non-conventional style of storytelling yeah. developed in Japan. Yeah, which I is say unique. Also, I and, think it
0: all comes from Akira Toriyama. I think we can blame oh, it all on him. Well, no, but, but those, is, I'm just saying. There's like,
1: also, there's there's cultural theming that's yeah, there. Yeah. They are Japanese yeah. games, and there are certain things culturally that culturally yeah. that that Japanese people really dig. Yeah. And so the the game makers put into them. It's like ah, uh, what's the we so what, what was I?
3: You're saying in Japan, there's certain cultural idioms.
1: Uh, yes, exactly idioms. I love that idiom. Perfect. Uh, it's not of my uh, uh, idiom, sir. Yes, idiom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely lost where I was going with that. There's some um,
3: cultural idioms built around swords and dragons and robots. Exactly.
1: Japan. Well, there's there's lots of things that are, culturally speaking, popular in yeah. Japan. And so they feel the need to put them in. Just like, culturally speaking, their perspective of American culture and the way it affects their games gets weird results that yeah. don't always jive.
0: Yeah. I was also going to say that there it's is a, there is a weird sort of... I've, I've said this before to other people. There is a weird sort of... I, I'd almost call it like a casual spiritism involved in, in Japan because of the fact that they are a, a much more Shinto-heavy culture, which tends to have a very, uh, a very different... That is ...a very different sort of outlook between their view on, on religion and stuff, and I, I know that... For me, that's where the dragon thing I think comes from, is that it feels like a very uh, Shinto thing to believe in dragons.
4: Maybe, although I haven't seen a lot of that influence in the storytelling of most of these RPGs. In
0: the storytelling, no, but I say in the monsters. All the monsters are sort of goblins and gremlins and uh, uh, like... Ghosty things and yukai and I mean, if you, you, know, say if you look so, at like, if you look at the old Final Fantasy, I mean, all all the old Final Fantasy games are all like weird demon-y type things and weird monstery type things. Especially That's- if you get into like the old, into, like the the ca- like the spirit, the spirit train, and the in Final Fantasy 6 the ghost train.
4: I, I would call that the exception to the rule, though generally. I think that... I mean, um, even, even
0: like Final Fantasy VII, where it's all... I mean, the whole game is basically about reincarnation and stuff. Like, that's sort of what I no, I still no, wait, that's a theory. theory.
3: I, thought was, I, thought, I thought Final Fantasy VII was about how Actually, we're ruining no. the Earth and we need to take better care of it. Where everybody
0: <laughs> dies and goes back into the life stream.
1: Oh, no, no. I was thinking of it for some weird reason.
0: No, that's Water Country. What? <laughs> oh, water Country. <laughs> oh, good grief, but,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, moving on, so, yeah, we haven't
4: actually talked about any RPGs, I know. So,
1: not yet. We're okay. still defining. There's another thing that's <laughs> very common. JRPGs are a very broad thing, so True. another thing that's very popular among a lot of JRPGs, and I don't, I can, I have difficulty <clears throat> thinking of any. Although Mother might come up, uh, cutscenes. Yeah, story-driven animations is very popular, especially in the mainstream ones. oh, yeah. they used to go as far as pre-rendering scenes to yeah. give the utmost in detail and and beauty in these of the time, and that used to be a big deal for people who like.
0: Um, so, yeah. Although ironically, cutscenes came from a came from an American game, which is always amused me. What game? Maniac Mansion. Oh. Okay. It was invented by uh, Ron Gilbert. Yeah. the term cutscene was invented by Ron Gilbert, one of the greatest game designers of all time.
1: Well, I guess the Japanese know how to take a good idea and run with it.
0: I mean, that's true.
4: Or you could suggest that that idea of a cutscene was kind of inevitable wherever it came up. That's It was going to come yeah. up somewhere. I, I,
0: I yeah. the term specifically came from him. I don't think the idea came from him. Well, Yeah, but we weren't talking terminology. We were talking.
3: Okay, so what's your? Fi-
0: uh, where do we go from here? Your I would say let's 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 start with some of the older. Because so right. I know Amy likes older stuff, yeah, and then I, like older I think stuff. as we get more recent, it goes all the way around to me. Let's so. talk about the chaos that is the
1: Final Fantasy early days. Okay. I as as bad. Just,
4: <laughs> I'd like to define something. It's not the older stuff that I like, it's the older style. Some of the newer games that are coming out now, that's I true. think there's there's been a resurgence of, uh, of JRPGs. That yes.
0: battle hasn't even started yet, dear. No, I actually, I, I actually would agree with her on that, is that she likes the older styles and I don't, and that's fine. Because you're wrong. <laughs> no, because they're boring. <laughs> anyway, I'm that's why te- no, that's why I kind of wanted to hold off on this argument.
4: So no, good. Anyway,
3: okay. so like, what do you mean, like talking about the original Final Fantasy? Because I've actually beaten that
0: game. I have not. I don't oh, know. that's I'm, a hard game. I'm,
1: I'm I'm not just talking about the first one. I'm talking about the chaos that is like finding an actual linearity among the first I don't know six games. They're not connected. No, like oh, okay.
3: like uh, similar features?
0: You're talking you're talking about the 2 versus 4 versus Being
1: yeah, being thorough and playing them all and not Don't. realizing
0: that 2 and 4 are a big mess and Well, 2 and 4 aren't a big mess if it's one of those like it's it's only a mess in the sense of naming conventions.
4: Yeah, I'll say the original 2, the 2 that was originally released only in Japan, that one was a big mess. That was a bad I mean, game. I
1: my point is, is the fact that there's like two and four yeah. are technically like one and two or something in oh, the that, original, well, that, and the fact that there's like there's no continuity, okay, not not story okay, wise so, continuity, so what, but the fact that those games they just don't have any consistency in America because so, half of them never came over until except later. at this point everybody they already knows that. That's
3: yeah, it's kind of old news. They didn't think they would sell. That right. was a, that was a big issue.
1: We're not bringing groundbreaking understandings. We're just discussing okay. it Yeah. So, okay.
3: basically, so basically in the history of JRPGs, the Japanese market, like games were made in Japan. And so a lot of the, they didn't want to take the risk of selling them to an American no, audience.
1: No, 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 no. Let, let's say it for what it is. They thought Americans were bleeding idiots.
3: Well, it, that could be part of it too. <laughs> It could be. It could be. They
1: didn't didn't release Mario Two in the U.S. because they thought that no American child would be able to play the game. Actually,
3: actually, that that one's different. Actually, that's slightly different because what an American actually had an influence on that decision. He, there was a guy that worked in America, and he basically Miyamoto would make passes on Japanese games and say like, "Hey, is this going to fly in America?" And he was like, "That game is bad." Because the lost levels are bad. They're
1: it's, very, very yeah. hard. Yeah, and he
3: told Miyamoto that. And Miyamoto was like, okay, well, I don't know if it was Miyamoto. It might have been whoever was in charge. And Toruata. And, and, and basically that guy saved them a lot of agony because if had they released the last levels in america it would have been horrible like americans would have been like this is a crappy sequel so instead they took doki doki panic reskinned it changed a couple of the the mechanics and they got mario 2 which was a much better game
4: now to to tell the truth i have a factoid about that that's completely unrelated that doki doki panic was originally going to be a mario game even in japan oh really it was oh, I didn't know but that. they they changed it because it didn't have the mario style so it's oh. ironic that they then turned it into a mario game that's funny uh,
0: to, and to be fair i think in both of these cases i mean final fantasy 2 and mario super mario brothers the lost levels are significantly less good than the original in both of those series but, granted
3: right but so but, i think i, but, I think the with, lost levels are garbage compared to so, well, so that's mario, what i'm saying so mario so usa think, or mario 2. And,
0: and the original final fantasy 2 is so, garbage so i think yeah. compa- saying that it's both bad. of those are both of those are with good reason that they didn't bring and, them out i don't think it's just that they thought americans were stupid
3: and even if well, they did think, think americans think. were stupid that could that could have played into it like, anyway let's just let's just say luke's right okay let's just say luke's right those games still kind of were garbage games in comparison to Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6.
0: True. Well, yes.
3: And they didn't want to take the risk that those games wouldn't well, sell. Well, I don't as know well. about it in comparison so, to 4, but... So they so they wanted to pick the best games and sell them to the American market yes. so so as to shine brighter and get a better like have Americans like those things better.
0: Although it is weird that 5 was st- 5 was still 5.
4: All right. Yeah. Well, I mean. we're all arguing taste. There's one thing I kind of want to clarify because we kind of brushed over it. Multiple people in this room have said that Final Fantasy 2, that is the original Japanese Final Fantasy 2, was bad. Yes. And I think we can all agree that that was a bad game. Yes. I want to explain briefly why. Okay. It was a bad game because there were serious mechanical balance issues. I only played it in for about game. 2
3: hours and gave up, so
4: <laughs> and I that is the it. general opinion of most people. I only played it for about two hours and gave up.
0: Yeah, I think I beat it. <laughs> but I can't remember. This I think is I got because
4: you are compulsive about completing games without enjoying them in the least. No, I think.
3: Oh, I thought it was because he's a broken human being who just wants
0: to do other <laughs> things to annoy. No, me I like think that games.
4: that was the same thing being said <clears throat> in two different ways. No, you
0: know? I, I, I. actually think in this, in this case it was just because I happened to have it and I was sick, so it oh. was all I was playing.
4: Oh, you were imprisoned with a copy of Final Fantasy Two and One on NT. Maybe, one and two. maybe
3: uh, this is the game that broke Josh. <laughs>
4: Well, it's certainly the
0: game that told me why I don't like that that that, that sum up that I think sum up why I don't like the older or the older Final Fantasy games. But
3: well, and now, also w- now wait a minute, question: You're referring to Final Fantasy two,
4: yes,
0: the original, the real, the two.
3: Okay, so not the one. W- okay, I just wanted I to make like sure. I don't like four either, but that's you okay. here or oh, there.
4: Right. I, on the other hand, really do like four. Yeah,
3: yeah Which one is four? The one with Cecil and Um, yes. Ridia. And... Oh,
4: that one's okay.
0: Yeah, I like that. I, I. I will admit that the new version of it, the one for the Game Boy Advance, I like better. I still find there's still something about the art style in that game that really bugs me. Mm-hmm. Is it um, the fact that the characters
1: are this big and their enemies are like that big? No, because
0: that's because that's, <laughs> that's true of all that's, that's yeah, true that's, of all, all of the Mode Seven ones. I know. No, no it's it's something about it's something about the landscape itself just really bugs me, and I just don't. Just be why. clear
3: uh, that in the old games, the the your main characters were about two inches tall, and the enemies were about you know. Anywhere from four Five, to I, seven I mean, inches. You know,
4: it might be a throwback reference, but they're still doing that in the new games that
3: I are I actually style. like that. I'm going to be honest, because <laughs> I, 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 I like not thinking of my character too much. Like, I want my character to be simple so that I can interject into them easier. And I want my enemies to be complex and more foreign for me to interject I, into them. I, so. I also, and, find, and, I also
0: yeah. find, like, for, for me, it's, it's always been the, the that map, and, I don't know, I find the story for for considering the stories that came later like i just like i understand that like they, they they got refined but there's something about the goofiness of the two moons that i find just really hard to stomach.
3: Wait whoa, whoa, whoa. wait wait two moons is where you're you're all thrown off. Can't have two moons. Two moons is where Well no, that
0: the, just the whole thing involved like He's after, got so many problems after
1: with the dwarves Star Wars. just
3: gets too goofy for me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mo- wait. Wait, are we still talking about fault 4 or 2? 4. Oh okay, okay,
4: okay. Some of his I opinions. I Japan
3: right now. You ruined all the numbers. You ruined numbers, Japan. See, that was my point. <laughs> that was the point I was trying to get you
1: from the beginning.
3: <laughs> Japan
0: ruined. That's numbers. why. That's why I was saying we can we can leave two alone. Okay, four. Um, four. Well, I find everything. You didn't like when do. they went to the moon. I loved going to the moon on a whale. I, why would you not want to go to the moon on a whale? It's fun. It's just.
4: It wasn't a real whale. I mean, it wasn't I, that, that silly.
0: That would still be awesome. It's, it's <laughs> I, a mind whale. I think that one is just a little. I played that one after I played six, which yeah. I think explains a lot.
4: It is a very a little, different, a very, a very different yeah. feel going yes. from yeah. Final Fantasy VI to Final Fantasy IV. Which and one was six?
0: Six is the one with the light world and the dark world. That doesn't help. That's, no, that's no, Zelda. no. You have to go.
4: You have six to go. Is or- the
3: one- the six is the one with the evil, crazy clown that wants to kill everything. Yeah. Oh, Kefka. Kafka.
4: Yeah.
1: Right. Okay.
4: Everyone remembers Kafka. So, so
1: see, see, this is the problem. That would be a good story. This is why I was trying to bring that up. <laughs> I don't know the numbers for anything. If you say Cecil, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. No. Kafka, oh, sure, crazy guy destroys the world. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah,
0: Gives so, me numbers and I'm lost. Every, see,
3: Everyone remembers Kafka.
0: I will say, that I think, if, if if you're talking if you're talking main characters. I think the that Cecil's redemption arc is one of the better, is one of the better stories in Final Fantasy. Everything I agree. A, everything around that, I think, is awful.
4: I think that everything around that has definitely become dated. And what was originally a little cliche has, over storytelling time, become kind of ridiculous. Yes, You guys that,
3: obviously don't love Rydia as much as I do.
4: That being That's said, really cute, but... that being said, I had a lot of fun with that That's game.
1: Bad. What about Palom and Porum? So
4: here, so here, and Porum are my favorite characters in that game. So here's my they question. They're awesome.
3: I love it when they get turned to stone. I'm just like, haha, stupid brat. So, so here's I'm my. Kidding. I just wanted to see. It. I they saved know. your life. So here's a
0: th- here's a theory that I have, which is that. Kind of like uh, Saturday Night Live, the first the first one that you play all the way through is the one that you like the most. So, I'm so I don't
1: like any of them?
0: Well, whichever one you played the furthest. The first one that you played significant amounts of.
1: So. No, see, the one I played significant amounts of was eight. And while I do like that one, I don't think that's my favorite. I think, you're, isn't your favorite six?
4: He's played hardly any six.
3: Six is the one with the crazy clown.
1: Kafka. No, I've hardly played that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's barely touched touched that game. Okay, I remember you playing it with me at one point. Kafka. No. Well, maybe. I don't okay.
4: know. Artistically speaking, I think Six has the most complex narrative and characters in yeah. combination. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say mechanically it's the best game, but if you're going to play a Final Fantasy game, that's got to be up there for one of my top recommendations. Okay, I'd
0: it's the best so, so, story-wise.
3: So mechanically, really quick, m- one thing that I like that Six did that I feel like <sighs> a lot of RPGs kind of, like, fall apart at or, like, don't do, and it was a very simple thing. And JRPGs have kind of failed to do this, and other games have failed to do this, in general, is every character had a shtick. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy VI, every character had a specific thing that was their special thing. There was uh, Yeah,
4: one... I absolutely agree, and I cannot rave enough about it. Yeah. The, the special thing about Final Fantasy VI is absolutely that every character had abilities that no other character could use. Yeah. The the reverse side of that, the downside, is that you didn't have one summoner anyone could learn all summons and if you wanted Definitely. to master them it took an immense amount of grind that
3: that, that
0: is- well, i think i think that that's that was my biggest problem with that whole game is that if like me you had four or five characters that you tended to favor once you got into the dark world you were in serious trouble um i mean that that game you could break wide open but you can also completely botch it and why not Yeah. Let's use- so let's question- talk about the occupation system for a second there
1: because that that I know it's a lot of fun, but it always seems really difficult to me. Especially because most um, of the games that use that halfway through you're stuck Because they make you they give you all these new things that you have to start from the from the I'm ground sorry, up.
4: Sorry, dear, I I have to interrupt you. There is no occupation system in Final Fantasy Six. I know yeah. that. <laughs> okay. that, that my, the other one's My
1: there. point was going one step further. We were just discussing how awesome it was that everyone had a shtick. Let's talk about the opposite
0: side of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I think I think it depends. I think in Final Fantasy five which is the one with the uh, butts or barts <laughs> he said butts um,
4: barts yeah for
0: for luke uh, which is which was my favorite for a long time which is my favorite of the, was my favorite gameplay wise of the older ones i think that one though takes forever to get anywhere because not only are you grinding your characters you're also grinding the jobs yeah, yeah i
4: feel like that's something that actually didn't find its feet until bravely default came out to be perfectly honest i
0: i actually well, I actually think it, it, that Final Fantasy X-2 is the best one of that system, and I know you don't so, like that game. But that's got a weird clothing thing, right? I think, so, I think the, the fact that it was it was a combination of the classes and that each, each of the classes had its own special things that could level up in, they were somewhat random. So, so, so can you
3: guys define what grinding is mechanically? What is grinding?
0: Grinding would be going out and killing monsters past the level that you would need to to basically... Not past, just...
1: In some games, it's just to advance. Grinding is... Is in any time when you are fighting enemies, regular enemies like on the, in the overworld that you come across, to increase your level, sometimes the game requires you to do that to continue the game because you can't fight the next boss. Mm. And in some cases, some people like doing that just to get as high level as they can before they advance because right. it's fun. No,
4: Here no, I what... would like to interject again and define what we mean by grinding. Because when I say grinding, I don't necessarily mean combat. Right. When I say grinding, grinding is something that you do... Specifically, when the game doesn't prompt you to do it to get stronger.
0: Yeah, that was that was where I was going with it, as opposed to just yeah. any time you're fighting. Monks, because there so.
4: are a couple of RPGs that practically need no grind whatsoever.
0: I would say so, Chrono Trigger. So Chrono the,
4: Trigger, yeah, that's yeah. And definitely. I would
3: like to get into that in a bit. Let's talk Chrono wait, Trigger. Can I just can I just say
4: theoretically,
3: like in in the abstract, that's what it is. In practicality, what grinding is is walking around in a circle so you can keep finding a dragon to slay small dragons till you can fight the big dragon.
0: Pretty much, yeah. That's actually a good way of putting it.
4: <laughs> that is that is a fairly <clears throat> apt encapsulation. I mean,
3: that's the that's the that's the dumb
0: and, the and dumb to, version. And to some extent, I would I would argue that Amy and my definition of grind is probably the part where she is probably the, the the explanation for why she and I differ because Amy likes older JRPGs, I like newer JRPGs, and I think one for me the big difference between those two is I hate hate hate
3: apples and bananas grinding. I love Apples and out. No, I hate grinding.
0: Ironically, not in Disgaea, which is probably the most grind game of all time, um, but I don't like grinding in general because I don't particularly like JRPG. I don't really like the JRPG battle system all that much. I find that it lacks tactics. I think that Do you, you like don't about- oh,
4: have the patience to optimize fights that you can win by just tapping the A button. And I think that that, in part, is part of the reason why you don't have the patience to for combat in early JRPGs at all. Now that being said, I will freely admit that early JRPGs are slow. Yes. You have to be a patient person, you have to not be in a hurry to get through the story. And that is a big difference between you and I where I don't mind that I but might. where you just don't feel like you have the time anymore. And I think that's true of a lot of
0: adults. Oh I think that's true, but I, I think even before that, I just it's it's not that I it's not that I don't like grinding, it's that I don't like I don't like the early JRPG system of Oh, you get in a fight. Attack! 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 Done. Attack! 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 Like once you get to a level where you start taking into account
3: healing in between the battles,
0: if you're if you're high enough level, you don't need to
3: do that. I was just being. I mean, when I used to play JRPGs,
0: I would do low level runs. I mean, I beat I beat most most Final Fantasy games at level like forty five or fifty.
3: Now, my question is: Is do you like to play? I, like I like to occasionally try to play an RPG at the lowest level possible. I feel like it's That's almost like, always what I do. Like, like, can you be, like? I want to. I want. I wish there was a competition that somebody would throw like every year to beat Chrono Trigger at like level like 10 or something i I'm mean sure obviously you can't beat it at 10 but like whatever the lowest level is i mean there,
0: you, ironically the only game where i didn't do that is the game where not leveling up is way more work which is final fantasy 8 oh, okay. because there is a way to do that without ever leveling up in the game but it is so tedious that i could not bring myself to do it oh. because it's basically you go through and you card every monster you come across so that you don't get any experience points and it's a pain in the butt.
3: So okay, so go back to Chrono Trigger. Now, yeah, let's now go back to Chrono been, Trigger. Chrono Trigger was actually designed so you don't have to grind. Yes. you can just fight all the monsters from point A to point B. So and then if you do that, you should be able to fight the boss. Uh, right? More
1: specifically, I believe that the difficulty of the enemies was scaled to your level.
0: So no matter what level you are that's at, that's not
4: correct. No, it's yeah, not. That's, yeah, that's yeah, not, I was not correct. Say that.
0: But I, well, what I do believe is is true is that there is only there is a fixed amount of they, it, the enemies don't respawn. They
4: Not know. unless you leave the area and yeah. come back. Oh, they do. Okay,
0: yeah. I've I, I never went back, so yeah. that would. Explain. So you just have
1: to make sure you hit every enemy you but, come across. But arguably,
3: sure you... if like say say I was just playing the game and I'm like, hey, I'm going. Like I wake up, I go to the fair, and then I go to the fair, and I go to the um cathedral, and I fight all the enemies in the cathedral. I should be able to. I should be able to beat Yakra. If like, you're playing correct. Like if I be if As long
4: be, as you aren't running habitually from fights absolutely and yeah. the game was designed that way. I don't and think part I've ever
3: of, ran from a fight in Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I don't see the point. Yeah, I don't think I ever but Oh, I, sorry, I, but sorry. But, sorry, but sorry, I also I think
4: what, 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 what but I think
0: the other I mean the other aspect I think of that is the fact that Chrono Trigger does a lot to make the combat interesting. That's true. Which you know and and there's a lot like the innovations are just fun I, to watch. I, th- I think the flip side of the fact that you don't have to grind is the fact that they make the com- they make the boss combat meaningful because you can't just over-level the boss, which you can do in a lot of those games. And I think to some like, extent What do you
3: mean by overlevel the boss? So so like
0: in, in a lot of the final in a lot of the Final Fantasy games, you could go say, Oh, well, this boss is really designed for somebody who's level twelve. Oh. So I'm just gonna go out and be level twenty-five. And while a lot of people like doing that, I think that to some extent. Especially it devalues with, the boss. It, well, it devalues the boss, but it also means that you can hide bad game, badly designed bosses by just saying, "Well, if you can't beat the boss, just go out and grind another ten levels." Can,
3: can I bring up something? You made you reminded me of something. Sure. This is a terrible confession I have. Okay. Of how stupid I was when I was—I I don't know when—whenever when, Chrono Trigger came out, I must have been like nine or ten or yeah, something. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, this is how dumb I was at that point in my life. I probably grinded to about a level 50 or 40 or something like that, and I still couldn't beat Magus. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was that stupid
0: because you didn't read the text.
3: Because I just wasn't really paying attention to how the combat system oh, yeah. worked.
4: Well, and I'll was, share. I'll oh, share my story could, with you in yeah, a second. Could I,
3: yeah. Could I? And so, so I just thought I could power level my way through it. And once I got up to about, I think it was fifty or something like that. I think that was, it was uh, one of my characters was level fifty. I just went, this game's stupid, and like I quit playing for about a year. <laughs> and then I came back, and I was like, oh no, wait, I'm stupid. I just need to. Pay attention to the elemental shifts i'm a moron
4: no.
3: so i'm sorry that's my confession i yeah. was i was 10 or 11 i, was... I
4: have a similar confession yeah. and it's almost as bad
3: yeah
4: i did see the elemental shifts but magus was still kicking my butt yeah because i just i wasn't paying too attention to the system all the time yeah i actually got through that battle the first yeah. time yeah by uh min maxi healing and just melee attacking him for the whole fight.
3: So okay, what's min max? <laughs> what uh, like for people who don't know what min maxing means, what's that mean?
1: Taking full full advantage of the stat system by yeah. by uh, by boosting say a single character to be really really powerful in one thing. That's yeah. min maxing. Okay. <clears throat> And, so, and draining all their so, abilities. other. So, so basically,
3: you turned Meryl into a super healer? Basically, so, I
4: took Frog and Meryl, and I took them oh, to the one place where you could yeah, grind up yeah, yeah, until you could get the double full heal attack yeah, yeah, that made that sure that everyone everybody. was was capped out, yeah. you know, in one move. And, and see, and,
0: and, and that sort of power leveling thing is sort of the thing I'm talking about, where I find that that can compensate for people who aren't, you know, I think... For me, I think the fun in JRPGs is when you find a boss who is about your level, and then you have to be clever or intelligent and really find and really find the way to beat them. And that's the part where I find it interesting, is where you're using everything to the fullest extent. And I think the fact that you can outgrind a lot of RPGs kind of, for me, feels like a fallback or a failsafe. And I think that sometimes that allows the people designing the game to say, well, we don't need to make this boss interesting because people well, will just power level I anyway.
1: mean I mean, there is an argument for having more than one way to, to skin a cat. I agree with that. Because ultimately, it, with that attitude, you're also removing the we want this game to be accessible to more people. Well, all And right, there might be some people who, let's face it, aren't capable of, of dealing with the nuances of a complex combat system. Well, no, like have, me.
3: Now, what about the what about the Dark Souls argument in that situation? Well,
1: Which Dark is... Souls has that pretentious attitude of of if you're not if yeah. you don't know how to do this then you're not also, worth playing this game. I, I
4: have to argue this. Dark Souls is not the same heavily story driven experience. It's something people go into for the challenge of it. Right,
3: but what I'm mm. saying is this: like, uh, like, why couldn't you make an RPG essentially? Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to hit the wall. Uh, why couldn't you make an RPG essentially where you have a great story, but like basically the boss fights are.
0: I mean, I don't. You know. I don't necessarily think that. I don't like the that short answer at all, is but.
4: people don't like them.
0: Right, well, right. Me, <laughs> but, but <I> mean, <laughs> get good, dude. But,
4: but the reality is, you,
0: you could you could compromise with that and say you could power level, yeah. but you can't power level by more than say five or ten levels over the bottom, which would, would be think.
1: reasonable. Something that well,
4: would. I'm sorry. There is a flip side to this argument, and the argument and the flip side is something that is very near and dear to my heart. I know we're not getting into action RPGs yet. Tales of well, the Abyss. We're,
0: well, we're getting close. To, we're almost in an hour.
4: Tales of the Abyss is an amazing yeah. game.
0: That was, that was what I was going to bring up, too.
4: But it has one set difficulty. It's not an adjustable difficulty. And everything is always your level, no matter what level you are. Oh, that that's
1: me- the one I thought was a that sc- self-scaling.
4: That is the reason that I've never beat the game. Hmm. Because some of the bosses are just a little too hard for me. That's fair. And there's nothing I can do about it. To, and, and nothing I can do that, about it. And is that back a
3: similar up, series to Tales of Legendia? Yes. It's the, it's same,
4: same, it's the same, same series. Same, just one, same, just one, right. to same ba- type.
1: To back that up, we have that for the 3DS. Yeah, It's a great game. I'm stuck in the same place. The, the combat system and the way that it's lined up, if you can't deal with the, that one way that that one boss fights you, mm-hmm. then you're stuck. To, you to, can't advance. To
4: be fair, I think... Game it, over, you can't finish it. To be fair,
0: I think that a... I mean... Hey, I finished that series, so this is a little unfair for me to say. But I think, to be fair, there is a slight difference between an action RPG where you ha- where reflexes and reactions matter, and a regular JRPG where you have the time to sit down and think your think your moves through.
4: My argument would be that that means that it's absolutely more necessary that there's some sort of scaling.
0: Difficulty. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I th- I think I think there is a difference between saying you should be allowed to overlevel in a, in an action RPG. Versus in a in a JRPG, I think it should keep you, again, not, not zero levels above, but I think if it keeps you within a, like, I think with JRPGs, it's very easy to hit. And if you wanted to, you could hit level 100 before you started fighting any of the bosses in a Final Fantasy game. You'd be boring, but you could do that. And I think that would be, you know, I think that's where, like, those are the ones where it's like, well, if you're too high level, then it just starts being attack, 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 attack.
4: Well, admittedly, that's the best way to ruin that game for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why I try to do lower level runs, but I but that's what I mean when I say that I think that allows designers to say, well, we can just make it easier bo- or a harder boss because they're just going to power level it anyway. And
4: I, I think, think that that's is actually... that is lazy game design, yes. but it's not necessarily indicative of the game style in general.
0: No, that's true. I I just think yes, I just think it allows for lazy game design, and I think a lot of Final Fantasy games probably have one or two bosses so okay, more so, than they should.
3: So what was the probably. first action RPG?
0: I would say Tales of Fantasia
3: that came before Secret of Mana. I think it's it did. It did. Okay, I wasn't sure.
0: I would. I would say. I would say those are both because, but the, those are both very different. The types
4: very of- first Tales game was.
3: Because um, I played both, almost I just wasn't almost sure.
4: a side view like in a Mario game. Right. You had free movement and it was an action RPG, but there was like, you were looking at everything in two D. Yeah, it was there a horizontal. Was, there was, was no.
3: Because I know, remember Tales of Fantasia. Z- I played it on the. Whatever the not, I played it on the Game Boy. I know it came out for the Super Nintendo right. in Japan or whatever. I,
0: I would say that, that in Secret of Avenue, I would say, are within probably the same yeah. year or two. Okay. Yeah. Um, but those are also very, I think those are two very so, different kinds of so, game, too.
3: But, but essentially, their combat system shifted from a turn based style, right? Even True. though th- there is some level of waiting, you could argue, yeah. but, but a, a turn based style to like in the Tales series, it's more like Street Fighter, right? I mean, kinda.
4: Yeah, I would say, or, or like... Uh,
3: More like, I'm not saying it's Street Fighter, but you have this 2D type thing. And I would
4: almost say that it's the precursor to a hack and slash. I,
0: I would okay. say it's the precursor to Kingdom Hearts.
3: Okay. Yeah. But yep. it's it's 2D in the sense of, like, you, you, side-scroller. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is, it is it's is, kind of like, it's almost like... um. It's, it's almost, a very fast Street Fighter. I was going to say, it's almost like Link, the adventure of Link in some ways. In some ways. In the combat system. Yes.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, But on the very overall... Very fast, though. Yeah, but very fast, and you've got multiple characters doing weird stuff.
0: Yeah. A little more dynamic in the combat system. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, I, I just wanted to define what it. Yeah, was they're
0: they're like. it, it is it is very much like Tales of the Ge- and you should talk about Secret of Mana because I know that's your favorite series.
3: Well, well, I don't know if it's my favorite series, but it's definitely one of my. It's one. You know what Secret of Mana is? It's one of my favorite aesthetic. Okay. Because while I actually don't really love the combat yeah. system, yeah, I love the color palettes. Mm-hmm. I love the world. And I love the music.
4: I, so, I will say that as, as refined as an action RPG can ever be, yeah. I found that Secret of Mana 3 or Seiken Densetsu 3...
3: I just got that on a cartridge. I don't know how legal this is. I have to find out and if I might have throw it
4: cartridge,
1: out. I don't think it's illegal
3: that's what i mean i got it from this like apparently it's legal to make them in canada i was told
4: they they need to bring that to the u.s i mean there are so many fan subs it wouldn't be hard to do that is undoubtedly the best secret of man again yeah. that was ever made and one of the best action R- it's RPGs. it's so good so- it
3: is so good basically and it's gotta it's gotta you've got a. it has got to you have got 6 characters and the one you pick first is your main character and it's the storyline is different for each character with a different boss fight at the end for each character. It's, it's beautiful. It's the ultra. Oh. It's Secret of Mana on like Ultra Version Deluxe, and it's just so great. <laughs> I will be saying maybe the music for Secret, the original Secret of Mana, was a little bit better. Fine, but but are you
4: talking about the early Secret of Mana or Secret of Mana Two, the original one for the NES, uh, Super Nintendo?
3: I'm talking about I'm talking about the one for Super Nintendo. I'm okay. Not, yeah. I'm not which is about...
4: technically Secret of Mana 2, Yeah, just yeah, so that yeah, we're yeah, clear yeah, to everybody. Yeah.
3: yeah, I'm not talking about what was it like a uh, Final Fantasy Adventure or something like that, right? It was the
4: the original Secret of Mana, yeah. which was out on the Game Boy, and they yeah. didn't call it that in America, and it was really good. Oh, oh, is that what
0: that is? Okay. Yes. yes, I thought that Thanks was Japan. You ruined
3: Secret of Mana and numbers.
0: <laughs> I thought. <I> thought see, <laughs> <laughs> see. I thought that was. The, I, I thought that was. I thought that was the other other series that they broke. Anyway, but, um, but Secret
3: of Mana, what yeah. it did good or did well. I don't know. I'm not an. English I will say, major. For, for,
0: just for a quick second, oh, yeah, for people sorry. who are who, people who are interested in who have not played Secret of Mana, who are who want to at least have a vision of the aesthetic, I would say it's very similar to um, Bastion.
3: Yeah, it's, it's similar to. Yeah. It here's the here's what it it did well in its world building. It took a lot of tropes that existed mm-hmm. and turned them slightly to the left, but did yes. it to every trope possible. It yep. took, and it didn't turn everything on its head completely, but it took every trope that existed and either turned it on its head or, mo- more often than not, turned it slightly it to the turned it like
0: 90 degrees, yeah.
3: Yeah, and and that built a beautiful world. If you want to now- do a world build, that's a great way to do it. One of the things that, that I thought Secret of Mana did really well was, is you have a dragon in the game, but it's furry. You pull the sword out of the stone, but instead of becoming king, you get you get cast out of your village. There's a mushroom kingdom, like in Super Mario, but they're all <laughs> literally squishy, like mushrooms. Like they're not, they don't look like the mushrooms from Super Mario. They look like, like truffles and they're called the truffles and there's the truffle king.
1: How
0: fitting.
3: And, but I'm just saying there's so many tropey things that you like know that are yeah. almost close to other things. It's, almost r-
0: like, it's like Wizard of Oz in that way.
3: Yeah, it rips off so many things, but turns them slightly to the left. And that's what I loved about that game. And I... And the color palettes were great, and the music... The Just one thing about the music. Okay. The guy who composed it, and I, I can't remember his name, I apologize, but he said he wanted to make music as if it was a land that didn't exist. And when... Because that's what the place... That's what Never it feels like. To... The overall feel... <laughs> No, it is actually kind yeah. of really like never ending story. Yeah. That's it, what I was it's thinking. It's like it's the Japanese version of Neverending Story. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And and that's that's it's like Neverending
0: Story meets Wizard of Oz. So while the combat ah. system did
3: the combat system later in the game became kind of garbage, I still really love it. Yeah. And see so if you ever get to play Second Incarnate 3 or Secret of Mana 3 or 2 or whatever I don't know what it's called, but like Such a beautiful game. It's such a great game. And uh, I personally love being the wolf.
4: oh i i can see that in you honestly um and before we get off the topic because you were talking about that whimsy yeah that's indicative in that series there is one rpg that i will recommend to anyone who has never played an rpg and isn't even really very familiar with video games someone someone, (laughs) someone who who doesn't play video games wants to know what an rpg is like because this game has all that whimsy, and also because it is really approachable, Mario RPG. No. Rhapsody.
0: Wait, wait,
3: wait. the Seven Lost Stars? Yes. That game is fantastic. Yeah, that game's pretty good. It is yeah. a
4: fantastic, well-balanced, easy yeah. way to get into the genre, yeah. Yeah. and it's going to be my top recommendation for
1: Fun, that. and you don't have to worry about dragons. No, wait, there's a dragon in that <laughs> <There's>... game. <laughs>
4: there is a dragon in that all right, game. So, I'm,
0: so, we, we, so we're, get, we're getting close to about an hour, so I'm going to... Say, I'm going to move on to a couple of the more modern series, which I really like. So since I was mentioning, since I just mentioned Rhapsody, uh, I, I do want to talk real quick. I know most of them are tactical RPGs, so we'll get to them at some point. But uh, the, Nippon Ichi, the Nippon Ichi games, uh, mainly the Atelier series, which is great. Remember, people here don't speak Japanese. Atelier is not a Japanese word. Nippon Ichi is. Nippon Ichi is the name of the company. Then say that. Because you sound like you're just talking what's, about a style of what, what, game. What's an
3: itchy nipple? I don't know what that
1: is.
0: <laughs> Nippon Itchy is the company is, is a company that which means Japan first. Uh, just recommendation make,
1: next time, say made by, because it sounded like you are talking about a genre. I, I, I thought it was
3: America made no first. Sense. I thought that was her policy. Well, it isn't. Oh. Okay. Um,
0: make so, Nippon Itchy great again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so... It's the, the Nippon Ichi games that they make because they are Nipponichi mm-hmm. uh, so they have so they have atelier the atelier the series which started with atelier iris and is now on some other ateliers I don't know they're, they've had oh. like 40 of them that's the one where you go around so you go around and they're a combination of uh, leveling level grinding and then you come back and you do alchemy and you build things using your alchemy which is really fun um, sort of like
3: is it wait wait is it like minecraft
0: no but it's sort of like Reiterer. I don't know that. Is. Which I'll I'll let Amy close out with what's here.
3: Um,
4: okay, yeah, because there are a few other things I want to touch on in that vein. Okay,
3: really, really quick. Yes, I know I'm I'm kind of making you go off track for a second here. Okay. Does anyone here? Because I'm a stupid American and I don't know anything about other cultures. That like I, I'm I'm just saying that for the sake of like this okay. argument. Because in this case, I don't. Why did? Why does Japan call it itself like? Why do we call it Japan and not? Nip- Nip- it's Nip- it's a, Nip- a, it's a it's a
0: it's 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 a weird issue with the way that we uh, romanize the pronunciations. It's the same way that we call tobacco tobacco, when tobacco, technically the pipe itself was tobacco, and it's also pronounced tovaco. And is it
3: like the same reason we don't say Mexico? Right. Okay. I just wanted to. Yep. I, just, I just wanted to. I'm the sorry, same way that sorry. China
0: is Xinhua and. Okay. I Germany just wanted is Deutschland? To, yes.
3: See, but some of these make is sense. It? Like Mexico makes sense because it's like, oh, we just blotched one letter. Right. But like, But like. But, like, Deutschland and Germany, what went wrong there?
0: Okay. I don't know.
3: Okay, I'm sorry. I, I I didn't mean to derail things. No, you're it fine. Just, it, just, it just, okay. I think, I think
0: it has to do with the Germanic peoples, but I don't. We're going to make a
3: game about this. Yes, yeah, so we can. Okay. We <laughs> will. We will do that.
0: Um, No, so I wanted to, so those are great. Uh, The Disgaea slash Phantom Brave series is great. And if you like level grinding, that is the game for you. Because you can level your characters up to 9,999. Over then... 9,000. And then you can reincarnate them and level them up to nine thousand. Yeah, let's, let's point
1: out that if if you're avoiding dark and um, uh, undead type stuff, avoid this guy. Otherwise, it's not
0: dark though. It is super funny. Um, oh, Disgaea. Yes. Oh, it's it's, it's like I, I I don't know much
3: about it, but I know it's hilarious. It's super hilarious. Yeah. Well,
0: I'll say it more like it, if if
3: you if you skulls you're... are funny when they dance. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it if, 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 you're humor, avoid, if
0: you're avoiding games with casual spiritism, you might want to avoid it. But I will it. say that it is it is super funny. It is about an over, an overlord who wants to take over all of the underworlds, and his dad is dead because his dad because his dad died after he choked on a pop tart.
3: Aren't they all dead already? Uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> so his
0: dad his dad choked to death on a pop tart, but then it turns out that isn't quite exactly what happened. Soon. It was
3: nyan Can
1: Chen. Something like that.
0: yeah. Um, Don't give away the whole story here. I'm not. That was That's literally how the game starts, is you get shot up. You're asleep. You're asleep. Your friend shoots you in the face 500 times and tells you that your dad choked to death that's on a That's a really big clip. <laughs> how do you fit 500 bolts in a single clip? Multiple guns. Oh. Multiple. Mul- oh, also. No, multiple no, no, guns no, using
3: the same also, clip? Also, they're also you get shot 500 times and unnoticed?
0: Not also, <laughs> there are explosive stuffed penguins that say, dude. Well, I, I mean, in defense... In, in, in How do we defense, know that
3: penguins don't always say dude right now, and
0: we just don't understand penguin? Well, there's that.
1: In defense, you probably noticed after the first couple, but after the first five, there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah, right.
0: But but anyway, you could uh, so but yeah, so you can level up your characters, and then you can level up your weapons, and then you can put those weapons on your characters so that you can level up your characters even further, and you can get up to level like 999,999 9, with... With a level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine weapon, over I've got a
4: headache just thinking about this. It
0: you 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 can stack your damage up into the multi millions. It's insane, which is still over nine thousand. It is still over nine thousand, um, and that's also and Phantom Brave is possibly the most depressing uh, JRPG I have ever played in my life.
3: Why is it depressing?
0: <laughs> uh, because the main character is the butt monkey of the universe, and she's about nine years old, and everybody takes advantage of her. Under nine thousand. Wait, 9,
1: are you sure 9, you're not talking about um, Harvey and?
0: No, no, I'm talking. I'm definitely talking about Phantom Brand, which is one of my okay. favorite. Uh, I enemies. mean,
1: you said what butt of the universe? Nine year old girl. I just thought Harvey's new. No, eyes. no, she,
0: she, she has like people who are like, I will pay you a thousand dollars to go kill off these monsters, and she goes and kills off the monsters, and then they laugh at her and tell her that she's the worst human being alive, and that she should be dead and hang herself. <laughs> oh, is, it, is, like is that name? one of those
1: games that you have a problem with, where they're like, Hey, look how terrible you are. Look at look,
0: look, no, look how terrible. No, I actually you really are. like this game because she's super such cool. a You're hypocrite. not selling it very well. She's super awesome, and she, everybody hates her because, she, because they think she's possessed by the devil, and so they all take advantage of her and are mean to her.
1: This game is getting weirder by the minute. Let's move it's on. It's super
0: depressing. Um, also, really. It's awesome. It's super depressing. Spe- speaking of being possessed by the devil, you, we have to talk about Do we? the Persona series. <laughs> We were just talking about the Persona series. I no, mean, we were we we're talking about Phantom Brian.
4: I have neither mm. knowledge nor interest in the Persona, so Persona series. So, Persona series I have to So the Persona myself.
0: series is is interesting because it's about uh, because it's a dating sim combined or it's a time time management sim combined with a JRPG uh, and it takes place in a modern day, so that's unusual. So that's at least worth talking about. Okay. So the Giant Bomb guys actually did a really really hilarious playthrough of Persona 4 uh, which is probably one of the the things most worth signing up for the Giant Bomb series for uh, because they did this, they played through the entire game and it's really, really funny. Um, Them just basically making fun of each other the whole time and the game. What is it,
3: like, okay, can you explain Persona, what it is? Because I don't even know. Somebody explained it to me once and I was like,
0: Huh? I know I know Brett really likes them. Uh I think Brett really likes it. And yeah, it's it's
3: like, it. Really you bring it. back multiple personalities or something. So so you
0: so inside of people it, it depends on the game. Each game has a slightly different premise, but basically inside of you is, is 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 your alternate quote unquote persona personality, which is basically the part of you that you use to hide yourself off from the harsh realities of the world. So there's sort of the is this like Myers,
3: Briggs gone wrong. Basically, it's
0: it's it's like they're the dark, the darker side of you, and then your the side that you present to the people around you. Oh. Um, and your so persona. Like, is... Oh,
3: I seem kind of nice and like whimsical, but secretly I kill people in my first spare time.
0: Basically, yeah. I, I would say it's it's basically it's it's the part of you that you don't you know it's the part of you that when you're home by yourself, you know when you're all depressed versus when you're out hanging out with people and always being nice and friendly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of thing that they're talking about, and that's your persona. Your persona is the real you, and so some people have. Evil by the personas. way, guys, you'll
3: never guess what the secret ingredient in my chili is.
0: Uh, <laughs> mascarpone. <Children. laughs>
4: um, so, mascarpone is not an ingredient. <laughs> it's a
0: cheese.
4: Mascarpone.
0: Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I thought <laughs> whatever his name did. was Marshall. But so, okay. in in persona, the, the, it's that people are being taken by shadows, which are these their That's personas gone saw. wrong. Oh. Um, and then the re- and then the good characters have personas that manifest as. Creatures, and this is again when we get back to me talking about the casual spiritism. Um, all of the characters, all of your personas are ba- everybody's persona is based on the tarot deck, so you get character, you get more personas by combining other personas, sort of like Pokemon, except you're fusing them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's kind of like a devil inside. In one of the previous per-
1: uh, persona games, you invoked it by shooting yourself in the head. That was the best part because you know, can- sorry, take. Best out replaced with worst. That
0: was the Re- p- no, because you actually thought he was going to commit suicide. It's great. No,
4: it's not. Wait,
3: I was wait like, wait, I like, wait, I, wait I've seen this before. It's called Fight Club. Yes.
4: Okay. I <laughs> no, think you, I had previously cherished you, you, my ignorance you, of persona. You pull out your personas
0: by shooting yourself in the forehead. It's
3: great. <laughs> I'm actually I didn't see Fight because then you because then you can, then you know can walk around happen.
0: and point at your your head and go persona and then like pretend like you're shooting yourself and people don't think you're actually suicidal.
3: They they still think you're crazy.
0: Well, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're right. No, I, I, Persona is a dark and
4: depressing series,
0: but it's also kind of. All
4: right. Well, you did want me to touch on Resetir. Yep. Uh, Resetir is beautiful because it is a cross between an action RPG and a economy simulator. Yep. And basically, um, you're a little girl. Yayifications. Yes, she says that. (laughs) You're, you're a little girl who is running a store, and in order to get ingredients, one of the major parts of both the story and the economy is going into dungeons, hiring adventurers to go into dungeons to retrieve things for her. And uh, it is surprisingly sophisticated for a very simple game and incredibly um, addictive if if you get into it and it's it's really a lot of fun and it's so, absolutely adorable. So my
3: question is is like
4: how many hours do you have on your steam library?
1: I you
3: hate many?
4: you <laughs>
0: so much. So as an example, exactly.
1: before before Amy got this game for herself, mm-hmm. I ended up having it on my account. It is my longest played game. I have over 600 hours on my steam library under 9000 and that pales in comparison with the number of hours that amy has under on hers
4: 9, no I'll, I'll correct that i only have an, an additional 200 hours on my account <laughs> <laughs> and i did use the word addictive it was in there
3: so it's called reset Reese, 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 Tear. Re- why is it called that
1: cuz her name is Reese, reset and she cries a lot it's
4: no her, her name is, is reset and her partner's name is tear
1: Who's a fairy who's also, using child <laughs> labor for her own ends? Like also,
0: I should you,
4: point out there is te- some of that in there.
0: It's, te- it's technically pronounced "racketeer" because it sounds like "racketeer," which is the other joke. I think you're um, making that up. No, I'm No, it they, says they that.
4: make that joke, but I think he's overemphasizing it. Her name is not Rickett.
1: It's
0: Reset. No, but it's but it's but the the game is pronounced "racketeer." Her name is Reset. So do you and know I? Only, I I only know this because there is another game called "racketeer." that that had issues when he was trying to trademark it. <laughs> so, uh, I think you're just making this that up. That may be a,
1: a matter of a pronunciation, not necessary pronunciation.
4: Awesome. I'll say I or... will say i don't think that's canon. Okay.
3: Can you sell cannons in the game? You can,
4: actually. Yes, yes. You, you can can-can. You, can cannon. can sell, you can so, sell cannonballs. So
3: question, is this like you have, like in? are you like the shop owner of a typical JRPG?
0: Yes.
1: Because
3: yes. I've actually kind of always wanted to play that but I just didn't It's
0: think really good. It, I don't know if it exists. Hours it, but it's I didn't really think
3: good. it could game. Like, uh... No, it does though. It <laughs> games. I have six hundred
1: hours on my Steam library to prove that it can. Under nine
0: thousand. Also, also, I, also, there is an amazing but also extremely filthy. Unfortunately, so I can't. I'm not going to read it on this episode. But there is an amazing meme about how great that game is. I believe it uses the F word about forty-one times. But it is an amazing nine thousand. Remember, we're on the same channel, Trevor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right and and in a segue of that the the newer casual or almost indie scene i have encountered a couple of mobile rpgs that i want to give a quick shout out because okay. i think they're quite good um the first one is adventure bar story which is mm. rather like rissa only instead of running a shop you're running a bar oh, you, you get
1: s- you get the you get you the self- people drunk and you laugh at them
4: no. Where you sell, um, food. And beer. Yes, you can sell beer.
1: Get them drunk.
3: Can you sell vodka?
4: I think you can make bot. You, you craft vodka. everything.
3: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't say you see You brew right
4: the alcohol and you cook the food, and you go into dungeons to get the ingredients <laughs> to oh. do this.
3: Must oh. Monster. Now, the
4: difference between this and Risa Tere is this is turn-based combat. Yeah. yeah. But- that's ideal, I think, for a mobile game because, frankly, the last thing I want to do is play an action RPG on my tablet where I have to try and use a sword and shield with my fingertips.
3: Yep. See, that's what that's that's the thing they got to work on is figure out how to make like action games work on a tablet because man, well, I, have. Under- I understand you that you can sync
4: your Joy Cons to your tablet if it's a, a game that supports controllers. But that's neither here nor there. The other thing that I wanted to recommend is another set of turn-based RPGs, and they are JRPG styles, and the stories are okay, and the gameplay is surprisingly fun for a tablet game, and that is uh, Crystal Story 1 and 2.
3: What you, it, Are you searching for crystals?
1: No, you're telling stories about them. Oh.
4: I don't oddly, know anything oddly about enough, them. Oddly enough, crystals don't feature as much as you would expect. Oh, okay. I think it's just the name of the games. Oh,
3: okay. You made a face, so I was like, I was like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just don't so, know what's going it's, on. It's... So I just realized there are there
0: are two. There are two or, or we we talked a little bit about the Tales series. I do just want to come back and touch on it and say that I think the Tales of the Abyss and Tales of Fantasia are possibly two of my top five JRPGs of all time. And I know they are not technically they're they're not turn based. They're both action. Yeah. But... but I think they have the best, like especially Tales of the Abyss. Has the best story, or one of the two best stories of any JRPG I've ever. Played.
4: I love the story in Tales of the Abyss. I wish I could see more of it. <laughs>
1: I, I'd also my recommendation for a more modern game on the 3DS is um, Bravely Default. Yeah. Bravely Default. If was you're a if good you're game. into a good story, uh, it's it's not too grindy, so you don't have to. It's easy to progress the story, and it has some really big mind bending twists later on. But, I but what's
3: it? What's its, what is it in a short sentence?
1: It's
0: okay. Final Fantasy... Six.
1: Words I can't use.
4: Okay. It's got nothing to do with Final Fantasy 8 and it's not very like No, no. It. I
0: mean, it is, it is like Final Fantasy VI if they made another one of those, so it's basically Final Fantasy 8
4: I think you're just confusing everyone.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it's look, not look. his fault. Japan ruined numbers.
4: Okay. Bravely Default... Goes back to Final Fantasy-style combat. Only, uh, again, it is a turn-based RPG that has been refined. It has been sophisticated to a point where you can increase or decrease the number of attacks you use in a turn ooh. based on a sort of stamina system. Yeah, It also has a very interesting story, which in the old-school style is almost told by exploration as opposed to direct narrative there's a lot of stuff that you have to read there's a lot of lore that you have to find if you really want to understand the world and what's going on you actually have to search for it and i think that that was really really inspiring and i really enjoyed that because these days a lot of rpgs that are coming out they just sort of hit you over the head with the story and make you fight to progress it and bravely default wasn't like that there were some amazing twists that being said Around mid game, it does lag a little bit. You'll be like, seriously, I have to slog through this. So, and but that is a weakness.
1: This is, well, it is a weakness, but that's the funny thing is, is when you're actually following the storyline, that oh. fact actually is part of the story. So it's reinforcing what's going on in the story. Oh yeah, you're point. not
4: the you're not the only one who's like seriously. We have to do this. Your characters are saying
0: that. P-po- pointing out bad game design does not make it good game design. No, no, it, what no. If the bad game it, design po- is good game, good, design. good game design. It's good game
4: design. It's good game design that's a little stressful for the player, and uh, okay. I think it has to be because you have to feel the stress of the characters. That's, so that's what I'm saying. You're going on this journey
1: with them. They're 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 using a mechanic which is usually frustrating to reinforce frustration in the story. Okay. Which is amazing, So okay. even if it's frustrating. I
0: do not like Bravely Default, but that's okay. <laughs> well, well no, it's
4: a turn-based RPG. It's going back to all the things you aren't that fond of. Yeah, no, no, no,
3: Josh, I hate to exclude you from this, but yeah. you don't like Bravely Default, so I have to ask this. Of oh, them. I apologize. You guys do like Bravely Default, right? Yes. All right. So say fan. Toby Fox from Undertale created a game called Cowardly Optional. Would you play it? <laughs> it's a parody of Bravely
0: Default.
4: I would be intrigued, but I would only play it if it was good.
0: Okay. Well, he's, it's by the creative undertale, so it won't be.
4: Um, Whoa. Ouch. <laughs> uh, so and this email. podcast just got banned. <laughs> so,
0: so going back, going back to uh, Tales of the Abyss real quick, I do just want to say that I think that the, the story of redemption in that character is second only to... I don't know. I Wait, am, Tales I'm, of the Abyss, did you Tales say? It, uh, yeah, Tales of the Abyss. I'm really torn between whether I think that or Cecil in... in Final Fantasy 4. I think different, I like tells a little better. Different kind It's of a different kind a different of redemption. redemption
1: and I Actually, love a redemption story. Speaking of which, Bravely Default has a pretty awesome...
0: I think Final Fantasy 8 has a pretty good one. and we're Well, gonna... I mean, it's kind of a weird twist on the redemption Bravely story.
4: Default is a really fascinating twist on the redemption, but I don't want to spoil that for people because that's still a comparatively yeah, yeah. new game.
0: And I will also say that the other, the other great uh, JRPGs that we almost forgot to talk about are Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Uh, none of the other Kingdom Hearts are good, but the first two Kingdom Hearts are great.
4: I don't think anything with Disney in it can be called a JRPG. I'm sorry. It's so good though.
0: It's not really. It's t- it probably is. Uh, it's it's, it's not more, really JRPG. It's, it's Square Enix.
4: No,
1: it's it's or it's Squeenix, a Square. Enix, like it's, a okay, it's a Squeenix. Okay, <laughs> <game>. it's Squeenix <laughs> game. It's a Square Enix game that includes. Content from that's that's but it's not, but it's, it's, not real, but... it's
4: half American and half Japanese. It's a JRPG. I, I also... hate. I
1: hate to point this out, but most games these days that are JRPGs are half American. Yeah. So you're going to yeah, tell but them, they don't feel
4: like.
3: Are you going to tell somebody that that's half Japanese? They're not Japanese.
0: I, they're not. They're half Japanese. I I, I, I will say this. Say I that to I, them? Uh, I will only exclude it from the JRPG thing because it really does feel more like it, like an action game, like a, like a Dark Souls. But I will say that I think. For, for the longest time that was my favorite JRPG uh or, or my favorite uh Square Enix uh yeah. series.
1: I think when you go into the action JRPGs, yeah. the big thing about them is they still use some sort of timing system to still yeah. touch with it. Like all attacks are timed as opposed well, to just being like Yeah. I think, crazy I think, melee. I
0: think Tales of the Abyss is an action RPG Reseteer and Secret Mana are are action okay. RPGs. I don't think I don't think um um yeah
4: it's uh, it's almost bordering it's almost bordering on the beat em ups. Okay.
0: Yeah, beat em up or or, or, or a, like a, like a, yeah, like an action like
4: can, like, like the heroes game. games. Can I
3: ask a really important question now at this juncture cuz I feel like we're reaching kind of towards the end? Yeah. And I'm not trying to be annoying. No, no. uh, it's a legitimate question.
1: Oh, please try to be annoying.
3: <laughs> well, it is an annoying question, but does Undertale count as a JRPG? I yes. Mean,
4: Debatably, no. Yes, it's, it's it does. almost on that border, like Kingdom Hearts is. Because
3: I consider it a JRPG. I, I do. A JRPG, I, but, it has but, all
1: the things. It has the potential the yeah. for character progression. It has uh, traveling. It has fights that are.
4: And that being said, I feel like uh, the narrative up. that you work through is very JRPG. Done. Sorry,
1: wasn't done.
0: And There's has, a narrative. Luke, start over. Just go... a little bit. Yeah, we go. That <laughs> red. And, and, and it has the other aspect of JRPGs, which is not being very good.
3: <laughs> I love Undertale. Where
0: did your hate of JRPGs come from?
3: I, I, actually, I, I've I, always had those.
1: My hate I, of Undertale is
3: new. I, I love Undertale, but like I um, I can't play it on the No Mercy run or the Genocide run, as some people oh, Don't go into too much detail.
1: I still haven't. It. Oh,
3: yeah. I, I would have just assumed you would have played it by now because it's a great game. I'm
1: I'm supposed to. I just haven't.
3: Uh, I was just going to say, I just can't. I can't. um What a lot of people can do that I can't do is I could never, ever, ever in a thousand years
1: kill Papyrus. Right, because you're supposed to kill everything in the in the, uh, yeah, in the, the no no genocide. run. In yeah, the Genocide
4: exactly. run. Yeah. It is also something that I could never do. Because I, I could never Papyrus? kill many of the characters in that yeah, game. I
3: it's love Papyrus too much. I wanna, he's hilarious, but I he's also annoying. PAX. Like I'm not going to PAX this year, but I'm probably going to go next year. Um, I, I wanna and you want to meet him there. And
1: if you've killed him, you can't.
3: I want to go to PAX what? as his cool dude outfit with like the basketball shoulders uh, and spaghetti underneath my hat. Like okay. I just I love Papyrus so much. Like I can't imagine anyone killing Papyrus. Like it's hard. for Have me. you ever I've,
1: used the font?
3: I've watched people. Oh, good grief! <laughs> I've watched people play the game in a no mercy run. So I what guess I was
1: good kinda, grief. His Papyrus is a font meme joke thing i mean but, sans is his brother yeah. I mean,
4: how can yes he? yes i know They're i got the jackie so
0: we i'm <laughs> gonna say we should close this off and i'm gonna close it off by with with, with the final ultimatum that final fantasy 8 is still the best jrpg of all time and with that we're going to call it end of the mouthwash. uh if you have any questions you nut <laughs> hello <laughs> Over so, 9,000. So we haven't actually indicated this.
1: There is, there is a conflict among certain <laughs> members of this of this group that believe that Final Fantasy VIII on one side is the best, and uh, which
4: one is yours? No, no, no. See, garbage. not
1: Final Fantasy VIII.
4: I don't think that my favorite is the best, which makes me different from Josh, because he will admittedly be- agree that Final Fantasy VIII had serious balance problems. I, I
0: also don't. It's also the- not my, I also don't think it's the best. Actually. The best, the best JRPG was Chrono Trigger. No, I'm sorry, the best Final Fantasy game. Yeah, best JRPG. We have no, the best to admit. JRPG is Tales of the Best. There's no question. <laughs> There's
1: no question on that. Yeah, there's no question that you're nuts. I agree with him. Tales of
4: the Abyss might be the best one if I could beat it. Tales of the Abyss is
1: good, but it falls under the same flaw that you blame it for. It's got bad bosses, and then they make it so that it scales with you so you can't deal with the bad bosses.
0: I did not have a problem with the bosses.
4: That's because because you play fighting games. I do. People who play RPGs have trouble. Oh,
0: she just had you. I'm terrible (laughs) at fighting games. I I never died on the, the bosses in that game more than a couple of times. I really did not I don't know you
4: need really fast reaction yeah, times can we all, and the problem wait, is that's not what RPG people are used to doing can oh, we end
3: fair. this on something we all agree upon
4: Final Fantasy 8 is awesome no no we can't agree on that
3: cool. okay can we all agree on something that that is like not the best
0: <laughs> oh sure Undertale
1: <laughs> and this is the point where Trevor came over and killed Josh
4: <laughs>
3: No, see, because I am a merciful one.
4: All right, now, I think that we will all agree, at mm-hmm. least in 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 a few things. Mm-hmm. Tales of the Abyss has an excellent story. Yep. Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI are excellent early turn-based RPGs.
3: I didn't play Tales of the Abyss, so I technically can't agree.
4: Trust me on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to end on a high note, I please! I like Tales of Legend. I'd, t- I'd say Final Fantasy XII was the most fun. I thought it was terrible. I hated the gameplay in that wait, game. Wait, We I can all play agree
3: play. on one thing: there's too many Final Fantasy games, and we need another Chrono game.
4: I hated Chrono Cross. I am Setsuna. So, actually, there there has been a rumor that Chrono Break is being re-envisioned. I'll believe it when there I see is, it. There is, there
0: is. I am Setsuna. Is 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 called the direct sequel to Chrono Trigger.
3: Can we all agree that there's too many Final Fantasy games? Yes.
0: <laughs> can we all agree Shit. that there should be more good Tales games and not? As many really, really bad. Well, as Tales soon as games, they make wait.
1: a Tales game that's good,
0: we'll how, go for it. How about this? Can we all agree? Are that? Squ- Tales of How about this, guys? Can we all agree that Square Enix
3: should be called Squeenix? No. Ah,
0: oh, dang it! I thought I had. To how know. about? How about? <laughs> oh, Enix? I got it. I I'm going to agree that Nier: <laughs> Automata is the best Square Enix game ever made. What about Paper Mario? Thousand Year Door. That's Paper good.
4: Mario is an excellent JRPG that we did not cover. It, however, is not made by Square Enix at all.
1: <laughs> yes, but we can all agree it's a really good game.
4: That was a good game. Nah,
1: I okay. thought it was a really good game.
4: It's okay.
0: Okay, we can leave Josh out of this. That's fine. What? I would agree <laughs> that Nier Automata is the best, greatest game ever made. Thank you for joining us for yet another fun episode of Spitball Sessions. We hope you had a good time. Please pay attention as you exit the stadium to make sure that you're not run over by any cars, trucks, or other moving objects. If you'd like to contact us, you can drop us a line at spitball.sessions at gmail.com or on Twitter at Spitball Session. Please leave us reviews on your podcasting platform of choice so that other people can help find the show. Remember, we can't do this without you. And come back in two weeks for the next exciting installment of the Spitball Session. Remember, only you can prevent bad games. it was leprechaun blood leprechaun those stupid leprechaun.
1: <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about um a genre of sorts that's very near and dear to my heart not that's just what? racing games but f- <coughs> okay <laughs> hang but, on a
0: second not just hang racing on. games but <laughs> 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 not just <laughs> not j- <laughs> crap <laughs> hang on a second i need to get myself okay And welcome back to the Audio Fishcast, where we spit fiery hot fish sauce like fish from the fish of fishy itself. Hairball Grand Prix.